I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Living the life of limos and lights, airplanes and trains, short days and long nights, keyboards and mics, bass chords and drum kicks, and my mental thick to hit my head like brick. As I embark on a mission, welcome into the dark. When I spark the arts, when a listening starts, open your head wide and let the thought inside. My style is fortified by all of Philadelphia. Hey, welcome to the Black Gautas podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. And it is uh, the first of 2015 Dem Throne Sunday. Yes, it is. And I am so ready. And I'm going to go ahead and put out a PSA. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that they leaked some of the episodes. Four episodes got pirated. Yes. Right. And I'm going to tell you right now <clears throat> come over here with any of that, any of that bullshit. We threw on social media. Like, we don't go together no more. I don't even want to associate with you because it is not a game. I want to enjoy the goddamn show. Um. All right. Well, that's one way to start the show. And uh, we also have guests, as you guys can hear from uh, the lyrics uh, that we didn't say to start the show. <laughs> um, but it's Drew and Leslie from the Interracial John podcast. Um, what's going on, guys? What's up, Rod and Karen? So happy to be here. Thrilled. Um, no problem, Ooh. man. We're glad to have y'all, man. Yes, um, we are. You know, people might know Leslie and, and Drew from their calls uh, on um, feedback, feedback shows show. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might know me and Leslie from arguing on Facebook yep. um, <laughs> or, or other social media, wherever you see us. <laughs> um, first of all, man, how's it, how you, how are you guys enjoying doing the podcast, man? How, and like, I'm, what are you, like 31 episodes? Am I right? I think we're at 43 with this week. There we go. Yeah, so it's been going great. I mean, we did it mostly inspired by the two of you. We were like, oh, this seems cool. Seems like a really neat thing to do. Let's try it. And we figured we'd do it as long as we enjoy doing it. And um, it's been really fun and, and just learning how to do it and the nuance of it and what our voice is has been really fun. And it's been cool also having like dedicated time to listen to each other because mm-hmm. i don't know sometimes life is busy mm-hmm. so i didn't expect that aspect of it so for me that's been really really cool just having that like i know i'm going to be talking to drew for an hour to two hours about all different kinds of stuff and and listen like to couples it. therapy i like it mm. what 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 are when you guys started the show what were your expectations versus the reality of doing a podcast Ooh, good question I, you know, I, I don't do any of the work for it. Leslie does like all the show notes, all the production. I don't know if that was my expectation or reality, but, uh, it's a lot of work. I, I really, I respect y'all's game more and more. The, the, you know, every episode we do, it's a lot of work putting content together and being witty and funny and topical. And, you know, it, it's, it's, I, I didn't think it was going to be easy, but it, it was instrumentally, uh, measurably more work than I thought it would be. Mm. Yeah, I, um, I, I think it, that uh, one part of it is uh, like anybody that does something that makes it look good mm-hmm. or that it, if they're good at it, it looks easier than it is. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think a lot of people uh, in any field will be like, oh, I like this thing, so I'm going to do that. And then it's like, oh, man, apparently there's a lot of bullshit behind all this shit. <laughs> right. I got to research To get to the easy part. Like, right. Like, it's like the talking part was the cool part. Then, like, well, what the fuck is a motherfucking 
uh like you said what is a kodak you what, know is what, I mean? what is the rss feed right <laughs> what is like all of a sudden it's like i gotta upload this shit i gotta find uh, a service how do i get it on itunes what, what about stitcher how yeah. do i get it on soundcloud right you know uh-huh. and fans <laughs> don't really understand the ins and outs sometimes so to them it is simple and it's just like you know you're gonna put your shit on soundcloud and that's the end of it you know what <laughs> i mean so yeah and kudos to you guys i'd say our first setup was you know your website, your information, your, your, your details. Oh yeah. We get asked that a lot. The, uh, what, um, what equipment do we use? Mm-hmm. So I just was like straight up, like, this is it. Cause I got asked so many times. I just made a post that is like, this is the, the, the shit. Just go to that. Uh, cause I don't want to have to explain it over and over. And I, and I don't like feeling rude on Facebook and social media. Where I'm just like, dude, really? This is the 17th time I got asked this question. So. <laughs> So now I just link them to that and they can like see for themselves and you know, uh, you know, it's uh, to me, I don't, <laughs> I, maybe this is just cause uh, we've been doing this so long. I don't find it to be that expensive to get that equipment. Although, mm-hmm. you know, in the aggregate, it is expensive to start out cause you really normally don't have much under your leg. So it's right. like, let me go pay all this money up front. But mm-hmm. you know, the more shows you do, it's like it pays for itself. Like, you know, right. at the 900 shows, it's like, you know, 30 cents a, a mic. yeah for sure and when we saw the list and we were like okay we started looking up stuff i think we were actually away on a trip when we read that post of yours because i of course was one of the fifteen thousand people that asked you uh (laughs) what you guys use and you were like oh here's a link i'm like cool i'm like oh yeah look he has the whole list i think we were away we ordered it like on amazon that day and by the time we got home from our trip everything was here so yeah it's cool man It's, it's good to see people like you know one of the things we do like is um seeing people like go out do their own thing get their own voice out there because mm-hmm. you know it's room for everybody yeah and i never want people to feel like our platform is like the only platform for them mm-hmm. to get their voice out because it's really not and we wouldn't have started our show if we fe- had that mentality of like well we'll just go on keith and the girl and tell them what we think like you know they have their own shit that they want to do and we can't really navigate that but everybody can start their own thing you just never know uh you know what it's gonna blow up into man so um what was the uh idea originally behind your podcast like what did you guys want the uh theme of it to be we wanted it to be about uh well we're interracial so that's a big part of it just kind of talking about a lot of issues from my perspective as a black woman and drew's as a white dude um and so that was really the the genesis of it, because a lot of times, it, even in pop culture stuff, um, will just be on complete opposite ends of things. And then just funny stuff like um, we when we were first dating, we went to a party and my friend Tia, what's up, Tia, uh, was dancing. And I was like, oh, Lord, Tia's showing her ass again. And Drew was like, oh, my God, is her ass out? Let me <laughs> help her. You know, so a, a lot of it is just those little things that just come up with us being interracial. So that was kind of the genesis of it and kind of bringing that those two perspectives to most of the stuff that we talk about. So that was our original idea for uh, what our voice was going to be anyways in this, in, in this podcast game. Yeah. Uh, how, now, how did you guys meet? <laughs> we <laughs> met. You want to tell this one? You want to tell it? You can tell it. Go ahead. I'll start with my part. Cause we tell this story a lot. <laughs> I was working at uh California pizza kitchen and uh, this is like 20 years ago, but nothing's really changed. And uh, I was uh, working behind the counter and uh, I can't lie, I was a bit of a mess up, you know. I'd come in like 
blazed, you know, really, really high and shit. And uh, as I'm working, people are telling me like, oh, you know, Leslie's, she's in Indianapolis, but she's coming back next week. And, uh, you know, Drew, you better like tighten your jib and, and fly straight because she don't fuck around. Like she's like, the, like serious, like for real, like, you know, so everyone keeps telling me this, like multiple people, like I'm the, I'm the, I'm that dude. And they're all like, listen, Leslie's coming around. She don't play. So uh, I come into work. Uh, late, you know, maybe like 20, 25 minutes late. I roll in all breezy, probably, probably blazed. And, uh, I meet Leslie and I'm like, Oh, hey, you know, I'm Drew. And I'll let you take it from here. Why? Well, just like, Hey, uh, you must be Drew. How are you? I'm Leslie. Nice to meet you. Um, what, what time were you scheduled to work today? Like, like now. Mm. Yeah. But what time were you scheduled to work? Like, like to close, like now to close. Okay, why don't you come with me? Let's go take a look at the schedule. So then I grab his hand. I walk him back to the schedule and I look at his name. I go across to it and I go, see here, it says four o'clock. It's 4.15 right now. You're late. Don't do it again. That's how it met. <laughs> Bang, I married her. <laughs> you just got down on one knee in the, in the middle of being written up. <laughs> yeah, I say all the time he was a terrible employee. He has made a wonderful husband, so there. Well, thank you. Well, you know I'm still what, a man. terrible employee. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm like, so I guess what was the the process for you, Drew, between, because, um, you know, the ego, especially for us dudes, it bruises easily, man. What was the process to getting over that to being like, I want to marry this woman? Hmm. I, you know, and I, I that's a good question. I, I'd say when we first but we were friends for a little bit. So we were like employee coworker for only a month. I, I quit not because of her, but I, I had another job <laughs> after that. But that's a, a different story. I got handed like the ultimate in white male privilege. Like at a restaurant, dude offered me a $40,000 a year job. Like, Hey, come work for me. It was kind of ridiculous. Oh yeah. That is awesome, man. Like <laughs> yes. um, when I was working at IHOP, I would always get like, Oh my God, you're really smart. Um, wow. You're in college. Like it was all this like surprise of like, what are you doing here? But never the person that just walked in off the street and was like, so you want a 40000 uh year salary? Uh, come on in, IHOP waiter. That's, yeah, that's literally that, what happened. He handed her his card, and two weeks later, Drew was in a suit and tie working at the Wrigley Building. Every now. every business opportunity I ever got working being a waiter was like, yeah, I, I would really like to, uh, you know, I have a business opportunity that if you're interested in, you know, you can make a lot of money. I'm like, oh, really? What, what is it? Yeah, we're going to be selling knives door to door. Right. That's what I got. <laughs> like, man, you don't get the fuck out of here. We're going to be selling magazines. You're Some, like, yeah. Someone tried here. to get me in a pyramid scheme selling, quote unquote, energy was this. <laughs> like, what does that even energy? fucking mean, man? Am I going to be like Superman or some what shit? Walk around with a bag of volts and shock people and shit. I don't understand. Where's this energy coming from? So, so Drew, you got this job and you came up and then did you come back? Uh, into, uh, you said, was it California Pizza, pizza kitchen? kitchen? Yeah, so we was friends. Like, we were friends for a good, like, six months. And then we mm-hmm. started dating a little bit. And I, I we had our first, you know, like, I guess, like, real evening together. And uh, we had a, a long conversation, like, like hours, like, all into the night. Really, really got serious. And, uh, and I remember just after that being like, wow, you know, I haven't been this real or had a conversation this real with anybody ever uh you know and especially on the first date and i don't want to say i knew right there but that was sort of the beginning um you know i I checked my ego pretty quickly just because we got you know real authentic and real with each other kind of quickly yeah i I, see i feel like once i got a forty thousand dollar a year job coming up from 
California Pizza Kitchen, I would have walked back up in that motherfucker in like a suit and a tie, like. <laughs> <laughs> Got your boat spinning around and shit. Right. I would have. Right. I would like everything on the menu (laughs) on this side. I'll give me a pizza with everything on it by myself for myself because I can afford that now. I would have been straight up. uh, I probably would have got. It probably would have been ignorant. I probably. If it was me, I, y'all would have never got married because I would have been in there stunting and shit, talking shit to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Get my soda faster, faster. Now who's on time? Shit like that. Hilarious. The, the guy that hired me was kind of a doofus, and Les and I used to make fun of this dude all the time. And I even see him. He's just he's uh, he's not doing so good. He's divorced. Mm. He's he hasn't, he hasn't done so well. I've prospered. He's, he one of those, he's one of those older white dudes that's like super uncomfortable around black people that are uh-huh. not subordinate to him. And so we would play on that all the time. Like I'd go to Drew's office and um, he'd pick up the phone and he'd be like, what's this big daddy Jay doing in your phone, Leslie? And I'd be like, Jay, oh my gosh. And he'd freak the fuck out. It was hilarious. Yeah. You know, I mean, for a guy that hires people that off the street that wait on him. Right. So maybe, maybe he makes a lot of rash decisions, you know, not saying that Drew's a bad, you know, a bad decision, but but yeah, the critical skills. Technically he admits that he was a bad employee. Already at pizza kitchen level, <laughs> and that dude was like, "Come handle like sensitive even, accounts, even even more responsibility." I, yeah, what, uh, what kind of? I was a terrible employee. I got fired. It's the only job I've ever been fired from. <laughs> I got fired. What you got? But you got fired and moved up in the world like Lane Kiffin. <laughs> totally. What um? So what was the job that you got though from the dude? Uh, it, it's like the ultimate in whiteness. It was a commercial real estate gig and uh commercial real estate in the chicago area specifically is just old old boy network you know back office deals on the golf course shaking hands and i had a, a draw so i made no money it was all commission and wow. i got paid a salary and then i had to pay like the draw back once i made a commission mm. and i had a client where i did all kinds of work running around showing them buildings made like 1200 bucks had another client where i made one phone call they sold the building for like six million dollars and i made like my entire nut in one Jesus. phone call. Yeah, man. My, like, I have uh, my white friends, some of them working like sales and shit, and they'll be complaining about their jobs. And this is back when I had a way shittier job than all of them. And and they would be complaining about shit, and I'm just like, that's not a problem. Like, right. like yeah, man, you know, with my commission, man, I only made like, I'm supposed to make like 100 grand on this shit, and I only made like 50, and it's some bullshit. You know, I'm like, it's January. You made fifty thousand dollars in January. Like you That's don't have a shit to say. Year like, salary. Yeah. Like what are you talking about? You like you're just basically coasting for the rest of the year. It's like, but it's so funny to uh, listen to their problems because like I never really vent about my problems on there. Um, so when I do, it totally catches them off guard because I just like they'll be bringing up random topics and I'll just be like. Yeah, man, another black dude got shot by the cops for no fucking reason. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I'm so bad, so sorry about your commission, dude. I mean, I'll, hopefully I don't get pulled over and die, but, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, maybe you can start saving on that college fund for your daughter who was just born last year. Yeah, that's cool. Um, it, it, got, it got even worse, Rod. I, I did this building sale and then I quit 
and like two years later, my name was still on the record of the of the agent. I'm out of commercial real estate. We've moved to New Orleans. Um, I'm back to waiting tables. Two years later, check for like a check for like three grand shows up in the mail. Like, oh, we, we sold the building, and your name's on this shit. Here that's you go. A, that's amazing, dog. Um, Leslie, oh, during all this stuff, um, mm-hmm. when he's getting a new job and moving on with his life, and Upwards, upwards. Are you on some like that's some bullshit, or are you like, man, maybe you know I can get some of this white privilege for myself? <laughs> well, truth be told, I made more money than Drew for almost half of our relationship. So, oh, okay. okay, I was an assistant general manager and a general manager, at, at, and my job was what was moving us. We moved from Chicago to New Orleans, and then my job moved us from um, New Orleans to Philadelphia. So my career was kind of the focus during a good portion of our relationship until really we got to Philadelphia. So now, I mean, I was working a lot and, um, you know, it was a high-pressure working situation for me. So a lot of it was him supporting me during that time, Ah. Um, which, you know, I'm lucky that I had somebody that was – uh, especially as you mentioned earlier, you know, a lot of dudes aren't like that, aren't cool with um, taking the side seat and <clears throat> and letting, you know, their their partner shine. So it was it wasn't um, a Drew hated the job that he had gotten out of the blue um, because, you know, he didn't apply for it or um, seek it out at all. So, of course, he hated it. So that part was kind of funny to me that he was like, oh, yeah, this sounds good. I remember his mom was really pissed. You know, she grew up at, um, and she came up in an era where she really had to fight um, as a woman in the workplace. And she got to pretty high. She was like a vice president in HR and stuff like that. But it was really tough for her. She was a single mom. And I remember her just telling me, like, this is some bullshit. He hasn't done anything. And they just handed him this job. You know, I didn't make that that amount of money even equivalent until I was, you know, X age. And so she was pissed than I was about it. I was just right. like, you know, white dudes. I mean, yeah. that's what they do, right? So I wasn't too. <laughs> and then, you know what? And it's not so bad when the white person is cool because then they'll be like, yeah, I know it's some bullshit. You know, as opposed right. to when you say some shit and then a white person gets all offended and they're like, what? I worked just as hard for these opportunities <laughs> as anybody else and you can't take this from me. It's just like, what the fuck, man? You know, if it was a nigga, they would not have got that job. Just be honest. That, that's true. And for Drew, you, uh, I see you tweet on social media, particularly on Twitter, and you have a lot of causes and things that you stand up for. What caused you to get into a lot of these causes and focus on those things? Uh, and I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I, I think someone asked me and I said, I had a good mom and a better wife. It's mm. probably the easiest answer. Yeah, I could definitely see that, man. I mean, that that's one of the things is like if you're going to be involved with somebody that cares about that shit, um, it behooves you to care, too, because you're going to be part of the problem sooner or later if you don't. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You can't like can't just yada 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 your way through like oppression and people dying and shit and be like oh anyway i hit I hit the back nine of the course today and uh how was your how was your, your day oh more black people got killed yeah that's interesting you gonna watch the walking dead or <laughs> right game of thrones come on tonight you just gloss across all of it yeah uh, uh. you almost had to care now uh what about for you leslie or you like like how'd you get involved in because you know I, I see you talk about your activists. You guys talk about a lot of stuff on the on the show. You guys have, uh, I think, 
um you know uh, another podcast um uh about ferguson and all and that that keeps going on because you know they keep killing us um what what uh how'd you get like so involved in that world and what what attracted you to it I got involved um, actually locally here in New Jersey where we currently live, although we're moving soon. Um, y'all moving again? Yeah, we on the move. Man, is the government after y'all or what, man? Because y'all no. niggas move like every three years. Dude, we do stay moving. We're moving this time so that I can be an activist full time and not have to actually bring in income. So that's oh, what okay. this next that's move is about. Cool. You're um, welcome. Thank you for what that's been. <laughs> right. Um, yes, and it, it is a luxury, and it's one way afforded because of white privilege, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got involved uh, through my church, actually. They have um, an organization that's called Legislative Ministry. And so here in New Jersey, we work on legislative issues related to mass incarceration. So I have been doing that for about four years. Um, and so we target, like, different bills that have to do with, like, bail reform, um, parole reform, um uh, inmates rights, um, uh, helping people get adjusted back to life after they've come out of prison. So just kind of trying to de- decarcerate the state and get l- more people out of jail and keep more people out of jail for nonviolent offenses that they shouldn't be incarcerated for. So I've been doing that work for a while. Um, and then Ferguson happened and, um, you know, like a lot of us, it was, you know, kind of a defining moment for me as an activist. I had been doing, like I said, a lot of local work. And what happened um, was I was on a conference call. Well, uh, Feminista Jones did this national moment of silence, um, mm-hmm. like the week that Mike Brown was killed. And so she put this call out on Twitter and was like, hey, does anybody want to plan one in your area? I happen to be the first person to see it here in Philly. So I said, hey, I'll do Philly. I'll put the Facebook page up, whatever. I put it up and I was overwhelmed i mean i when we got to the actual thing it was it was much bigger than i expected it to be and it kind of grew locally here um a a bigger group has formed um called the coalition um for real justice uh, in philadelphia here out of that um but once i got that allowed me to connect with a lot of other activists across the country so when we knew that the ferguson verdict uh, or um grand jury decision was coming out I have been talking to some people in St. Louis, just like, what do you guys need? What kind of support do you want? And they really were like, we don't have any bandwidth to worry about you guys, to think about what you guys are going to do, because this shit is about to be real again. Mm -hmm. And we kind of need to be focused on what that's about. Mm -hmm. And so um, the Ferguson response Tumblr really was just me contacting a lot of the organizers I met during the NMOS, the National Moment of Silence, and saying, hey, I maybe contacted 20 of them and said, hey, if you're planning something in your area, let me know. Let's decide when you're going to do it and where now. I'm going to put it up on this Tumblr. That way people would know ahead of time. And I just put a form up and said, hey, if anybody else wants to do it in your area, fill the form out. I'll add it to the Tumblr. And I think the first day I put up 20, and by the end of the week, it was like 148 cities had part- decided to participate. Wow. So... That kick started this era, I guess, of my own personal activism because I could just see there was a need in um, providing a space for people to connect, see where they could interact with each other and, um, you know, amplify the efforts other people were doing, which is basically what the purpose of the Ferguson Response Network is, is just to um, let people know what's going on in their areas and amplify what efforts other people are doing already. Uh, now, how did you get out of the California pizza, ki- pizza kitchen? Um, I 
left the restaurant business because Drew um, had gone to what has become his actual career, mm -hmm. um, which is sales, um, but specifically advertising. Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, when that happened, when we moved to Philadelphia, it just got to be a little difficult, um, especially at the level that I was at. My hours were just tough and I was working a lot of nights, obviously, and I was working at a huge um, do you guys have Jillian's in North Carolina? I thought you guys might I have. I think had we do. I think we do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we actually, yeah, we do. Yeah, right. So I, I was uh, assistant general manager of a large, one of the largest Jillian's in the country here. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was responsible for all of the food and beverage side of the entire building. And it was a lot. It just was a lot of work. I had like mm -hmm. six managers and like 150 employees and it was a lot. So it just had gotten to a point where we both couldn't be working at that high a level. And so I took a step back and, um, took a job doing event planning instead, uh, which was uh, more nine to five and uh, a little less uh, stressful and, and just a little more conducive to us being married and, and interacting. And that was about a year after we had gotten married. We'd been together for about four years. And, when you and quit, school. when you quit, did you ever go back to the pizza kitchen to eat? <laughs> yes, actually. I'm, I'm laughing because she broke her leg in the, the bathroom of the other location here in town. But not oh. California Pizza Kitchen, Drew. Oh. Yeah. And we don't talk about that anyways. Wait, so. hold on. How'd you break your leg? Uh, there was water on the floor and I fell. We're not oh. even supposed to talk about it because we had a settlement and it's not supposed to be discussed. Oh, okay. All right. Happened. All right. Well, I ain't trying to get y'all in no yeah, uh, I ain't gonna try to get you in no trouble. Um, we don't talk about that. But anyway, so yeah, so that's how I got out of restaurants and um and so I was a planner for a while, and then uh, Drew's job moved us to Argentina for um a couple of years. So um I just quit my job generally. I was just like, yeah. peace. I'm going to Argentina, bitches. And, <laughs> and we were down there for a couple of years, and I ended up working for the company Drew works for. For a little while, and then I went back in sales, and now, um, you know, just doing this activist thing full time, and and we're making some moves so that that can be my focus. Let me interrupt real quick and just say, if you have never lived in a country that lives on pesos while being paid in dollars, yo, that's that one percent, man. I mean, mm. like there wasn't a thing ever where money was a consideration. You just did it. The cost of living was so ridiculously low mm. while getting paid in dollars. It was absurd. See, I would worry about, uh, because I'm ignorant and I'm a American, I worry about shit like getting kidnapped and shit. And robbed. Like, if yeah. I, like, I feel like, and maybe that's just a black thing or whatever. Because I don't think white people ever worry about that kind of shit. Like, I would have, uh, uh, my old job, like my old, old job. I used to have friends and they would be like, yeah, man, um, our company's gonna send me down to like Brazil and I'm gonna do this thing. And I'm just like, yeah, man, don't floss too hard. Like, right. don't get fucking, kidnapped and shit and then like they would have stories like one time my, a friend of mine almost did get kidnapped because he said he got drunk and tried to walk home alone and he was like yeah man and these guys pulled over and i think they were gonna offer me a ride but then like the police pulled up so like i you know they they rode off real quick like and i was like you might have almost got kidnapped because right. that's like you're american and you're drunk and you're by yourself and you have money like you you're just fucking stupid, man. But I always worry about that kind of shit, man. So uh, is Argentina the kind of place where that can happen? Or is it like one of those cool spots where you straight? 
Argentina is very uh, chill. Um, okay. It's we didn't have a lot of expectation before we left, and we had a lot of you know, like you just said. In fact, Drew's brother, who is an actuarian at an insurance company, the first thing he said was, well, "Let me, let me, let's find out about the kidnapping insurance." It was the yeah. first thing he said to us because he thought the same thing. Right. Um, Argentina is kind of a, a strange uh, part of South America. It's very unlike all the, a lot most of the other countries there. It's a nation of um, immigrants, just like this one. So mm. almost all of the people that live there are one or two generations generations from either Germany or Italy or Spain. Right. Um, and so, I mean, it's not a very religious country, which is very unlike most of the other countries there, too. Yeah. Um, and so when we got there, it was like, oh, this is totally not like that. Now, let's not to say they, they have a lot of problems on their own. Yeah. They have, you know, governmental issues and $10,000 condoms, financial <laughs> issues and all sorts of stuff. Remember, Leslie, when we left, the and not, this isn't the reason we left. My contract was up. It was two years. It was time to leave. But within months of us leaving, they started having uh, the, the currency was being devalued and had hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. So they haven't run on the bank. Like the bank would like have a line out the door and they would just pull the fucking metal gate down like that. We're out of money. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, so like people that. started keeping uh, cash at home. Right. So Oh, US, maybe, maybe U.S. dollars. Maybe y'all and, got out of there right before the kidnapping was about to start. Then you're not even kidding, Rod. Mm-hmm. Our our building. We lived in a building with uh, one other family. We had one floor. They had the other floor, and there was a garage in the basement that we all shared. Yeah. And six months after we left, they got robbed at gunpoint on their knees. How much is your life worth in said garage in yeah. our building? Yeah, man. I keep it real, dog. I kidnapped shit out of somebody, dog. If it was that. Like, cause y'all was doing too good. If y'all was doing that good, I was like, wait, how much was his check? It's like, yeah, his is a thousand as well. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, dollars. And I'm like, okay, we're going to kidnap them motherfuckers at the club yeah. tonight. So I, it could happen, you know what I mean? Doing too well around people that, you know, don't have anything to lose. Um, y'all might have just got out of there at the right time, man. Cause that's, I mean, honestly, that sounds like some, that's like kidnapping territory right there. It's, right. Like anytime. I would consider kidnapping somebody. I feel like that's enough. You know what I mean? Where yeah. I'm like, what what they gonna do? Throw me in jail and feed me? Shit. <laughs> right. Well, the 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 real danger where the crime would happen. Actually, we wouldn't have been targets for it because we were able to keep our money outside of Argentina. But ah. yeah, locals, um, because they don't trust the banks, they keep a lot of their money. At home, like and everybody in their knows. mattresses, right. and they try and keep um, American dollars um, ah. because that keeps its value longer. So most people, if they have a job, which uh, most of most people do, they don't have very high unemployment. Um, you can at any given time they'll have ten to fifteen thousand dollars straight up cash in their homes. Wow. So um, that was much more of a target. I, they <clears> could <throat> see that we wouldn't have no fucking fifteen thousand yeah. dollars in our house because we don't need. To. Uh, we have a bank and, and they keep that shit in the United States. And yeah, so- but we didn't, uh, we didn't tone down our, our, our balling, right? Like we, we balled oh. so hard. The oh, yeah. woman that was the manager of the version of like coach, like a high end, like leather purse store, oh. I'd be walking down the street and she'd come flag me down. Like we got a new purse for your wife here. Look at this. Wow. Right. Yeah. You're right. I had to kidnap y'all just to see like, on all <laughs> I'd, I'd take my chances. Um, all right, man. Well, listen, you guys, uh, can check out their show. It's the interracial John, and that's J A W N. It's on uh, iTunes and Stitcher. Mm-hmm. They also have the website interracialjohn.com. Uh, they're on Twitter at Leslie Mac, 
at very white guy i can't believe that was still available right that name is hilarious uh and the podcast at interracial john on twitter uh, and they also have at ferguson resp mm-hmm. on twitter uh, and fergusonresponse.org uh, which is a website and fergusonresponse.tumblr.com uh, and there's like a you know a whole podcast and everything behind the ferguson response thing how'd you mm-hmm. come up with that idea to do the ferguson response podcast um, I honestly, I didn't see anybody that was doing a podcast solely talking about the Black Lives Matter movement. And there was just a void and stuff to talk about. And so um, I was lucky enough to grab um, a podcast buddy of mine, Ricky from Americans United Again. And he and I said, why don't we just do this? And so we talk news and then we try and delve really deep and get some um experts in a lot of these areas um to come and talk about white supremacy and what it means in you know our country and what it means in all of the different systems so we've talked about economics we've talked about sociology on white supremacy we've talked about um museum spaces and education on white supremacy so we really try and um dig a little deeper than just the news stories and really get to the heart of what we're trying to do with the black lives matter movement so that's where that came from have you ever had anybody on there that just was like racist against white people and calling them crackers and shit? Uh, racist? No. Mm. Militants? Hells yes. We've had quite a few people that have been kind of like, you know, fuck whitey kind of mm. thing. And I'm, I allow space for that because, you know, I like to always say our anger is righteous and, um, you know, it's real and mm. it's justified. So I, I, I like to, give all the space in the world for those things to to come to the table because you know they're killing us out here and i don't know what else to say i mean i say i this morning i said i can't stand white people just this morning i said it (laughs) (laughs) right the the, uh the tm you know what i mean the uh the brand yep (laughs) um all right man well listen this is the blackout tips podcast and you can find us on itunes and stitcher just search the blackout tips and we'll come up we appreciate everybody that Takes the time out to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball extreme. That's what's Yay. up, man. And we are double sponsored today. Uh, first of all, this podcast is brought to you by Bevel, the first and only shaving system designed specifically for coarse, curly hair and sensitive skin. Step up your shave game and say goodbye to razor bumps forever. I know I don't get them no more. And you forever, know what? Ever, ever, ever. Mm-hmm. I don't get them and I don't miss them. Well, uh, I don't either. It's like that pizza kitchen job for Drew. <laughs> I'm over that. Step the game up. Yeah. Now I walk out of the shower and, and I start shaving and I don't have razor bumps anymore. And I'm just like all day, man. So make sure you guys go to getbevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L.com. And you put it code TBG. WT, I mean, why wouldn't you? And you can get 20% off of your first month. That's uh, getbevel.com, code TBGWT. Uh, and then we also have a, a sexy sponsor. Let me, uh, let me, you know what? I've been playing this song so much, might as well just keep it going. <laughs> let me ask you a question, everybody. Are you getting enough? No. Oh, wait. I just realized. I don't have to read that copy today. Ha! Never mind. No free advertising for you, uh, Adam and Eve. <laughs> um, <laughs> our second sponsor is actually Shadow Dog. 
uh, uh podcast about to give everybody yeah i was about to give them, yeah nothing free on our show this dick ain't free <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by shadow dog Productions. sexy ass friends of the show lisa saying odom has his new sexy ass audio play album on itunes and you can find it by searching itunes for her name lisa sane s-a-i-n odom like lamar odom and we'll have a direct link for you soon if you pick it up there's a five give it a five star review um that would be awesome so hook up shadow dog productions like that yeah can't believe i almost read that copy hmm. ain't gonna play me anyway we got news <laughs> Um, Neil, one sec, Rob. I just want to say these Bevel sponsorships be making me like, man, why did I marry a white dude? Every time I hear one, I'm like, <laughs> I want to touch a luxurious African American beard too. Sometimes, <laughs> if you it, know, if, if you have coarse and curly hair, hey, it's been a while since, uh, you know, they they did this, but I do appreciate Bevel because uh, it's like the first time that uh i've heard of a shaving shaving product specifically for black dudes that you know wants to go mainstream like yeah, don't that look like a goddamn llama on the commercials mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah so it's cool because you always see these commercials with uh at least for black people i know i've always seen commercials my whole life for shaving shit and it's always like a white dude shaving his five o'clock shadow off and you're like i can't use that <laughs> you know, like That's my face for me yeah right. i'll just say leslie i don't know if you if it's been stated I'll, I'll i'll be clear here on the show uh we have an open beard relationship we live here in philly it's home of freeway if you want to be touching beards uh, it's okay it's okay i give yeah. you permission the I, softest beard i've ever touched was cornell west uh we went <laughs> an event with him and i was like oh dr west i was talking to him after and he was like let me give you a hug he's very sweet and oh my god it was like lamb's wool. It was that so soft. Oil. <laughs> yeah, you know, that it's means, butter. I don't know. That means, uh, Drew is into beard cuckoldness. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a beard cuckold. Yeah. I admit it. He's like, I'm holding, beard cuckolded. he's holding the camera and still behind the scenes, like, yeah, man, touch that beard. Yeah. <laughs> Rub, let it get all up in that, man. Rub that shea butter in there. Mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. Add more coconut oil. Yeah. yeah. Nah, man. Be rough with her beard. She, be rough with it. <laughs> she don't. She don't run. Um. All right. <laughs> 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 There's like only people that watch porn that get that joke. <laughs> right. <laughs> everybody else. AKA everybody. Right. Um, um, so there's, uh, been some, some news and other, um, speaking of the actual Game of Thrones, um, first of all, like Karen said, Game of Thrones got pirated Mm -hmm. and they're actually responsible for, let me get the exact percentage because I was looking at it earlier, um, 45% surge in internet piracy because um it got it got uh four the first four episodes of the season got bootlegged on the internet and now everybody's downloading them so now 45 percent more that like wow they're like half of what the internet was still in the day before is added to that because game of thrones is out there on the internet that's crazy wow Fiends, fiends, I tell you. Right. It's a very yeah. popular show, and that's why HBO is trying to combat it with the, hey, you can get our service without paying for cable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's the biggest reason why. It's not because they wanted to fight with the cable company. They was like, niggas are stealing our shit. Yeah, like everything, you need to make it easier than free. Right. That's all you need to do. Yeah. You know, make it easier than stealing it, and then people will do it. Spotify figured it out. Right. Um, 
I'm sure Tidal's gonna try to do it, but yeah, you just Netflix figured it out. Like, hey, this is easier than stealing it. And people are like, oh yeah, I guess I don't gotta wait an hour to download this shit. I'll take it. Um, but yeah, it's the they they've had more than a hundred thousand illegal downloads per day. More than seven million episodes from season one to four were illegally downloaded between February and April of this year. Um, yeah. So, uh, you know, when you talk about increase in traffic, uh, Comcast, when they're trying to make all these deals with Netflix and other people, it came out that like at peak hours of their entire Comcast, like data pipeline, Netflix is like 60 percent, 70 percent. Right. Like that. That shit matters. And people understand that uh, there's money involved. Nobody want to lose the money. And also, my, personally, I think that a lot of times cable companies get very, very, very greedy. And that's why they break off and start their own um apps and all that shit but what they fail to realize they don't do it right because i've tried some of these other apps and you're like this is some bullshit it's not user friendly the interface is terrible it don't respond to my xbox one's command you were like no y'all doing this terribly yep um mm. and very tr- um when we mm. lived in argentina there's a running joke that argentina is the land of beef and copyright infringement because they have no uh prop uh intellectual property laws in the country oh so Everything is stolen, like for real. Everything, every tell, last. Tell them what your man did. What did you? Oh, Drew downloaded like honestly every catalog of every song of every artist ever known to under the human race. While I just, like discography, I would search discography like Rolling Stones, discography Led Zeppelin, discography friggin' uh, what was Bob it? Uh, whoever Bob Marley. It was like Bob Marley. There's like 17 gigabytes of music of his. Just yeah. got it all. Man, now how did you? How are you affording to store all that data, man? Right. What did your computer have like a billion megabytes on that shit or gigs on it? Bought <laughs> several external um, storage devices solely mm-hmm. for the music. Yeah, I have terabytes. Yeah. Um. Well, also in Game of Thrones, um, Game of Thrones news. Um, I thought I would catch everybody up on Game of Thrones because it has been a while. Um, and people are probably forgetting. So here's some things that happened, um, from last season that we need to be thinking about as season five begins. Um, the AP, uh, wrote this and they broke it down by character. Uh, Jon Snow was attempting to broker a peace with the wildling army of Mance Raider, uh, self-styled King Beyond the Wall when Mance's camp was attacked by troops led by the one true king, Stannis Baratheon. Um, you know, that was that, that conversation they had where, uh, man's got locked up at the end. Oh, shit. They said it in the next sentence. Never mind. Man's Raider was, uh-uh. man's Raider was taken prisoner by Stannis who ordered him to kneel and surrender. And Mace was like, fuck you. <laughs> he was like, oh, word. Mm-hmm. Fuck me. Prison. Um, Stannis Baratheon, uh, left a strong impression yet again that he's not the forgiven type. Um, Tyrion Lannister, often dismissed for his diminutive stature, but tough as nails. Let loose a couple of fatal boats from his crossbow at his father, Lord Tywin Lannister, who uh, Lannister who had it coming. Mm-hmm. I'm a miss Ty dog. He was my dog. All right, he talked the most shit. He, yeah, he was the, he was so excellent at reading people. Uh, after this execution, Tyrion was whisked away by Varys, a uh, you know Varys the dude with no yeah, penis. Yeah, because he, he killed Shay too. That was a uh, mm-hmm. uh, her heart was broken. Yeah, uh, well, she was fucking his dad. I mean, right. you, you, you almost, gotta die. Yeah, like, it's Game of Thrones reality. You have to kill her for that. That's right. that's unforgivable. 
Um, uh, and then, so him and Varys, uh, set sail, um, for, uh, for freedom. I forget. And that's going to be a comedy adventure. Yeah. I think they actually went to where the freaky prince is from. Uh, Brianna Tarth, our girl. Yes. Um, you know, the seven foot tall, uh, WNBA player. Right. Just in love with Jamie. Mm hmm. Uh, she was determined to fulfill her pledge to save Arya Stark from the grip of Sandor Clegane, uh, the hound. And she threw that nigga off a cliff. Yeah, and she did. Nearly killed her, him after a brawl, but she said, uh, actually, I'm gonna let you just, uh, chill here on, on this rock. And, uh, Aria refused to join her and, um, disappeared. You know, she's, uh, she's on she, the boat somewhere. Yeah, she's learned a lot, you know, cause she, she got that dude that, uh, has the changing faces and shit that's, that's down with her. You know, she probably about to go learn some assassin shit. Oh, she gonna be a beast. I can't wait. And she was in house. She was like, how? You know what? I ain't gonna kill you. I'm gonna let you yeah. let him bleed to death. And she's pretty much a bastard now, too, because yes, her um, mom and dad are dead. Her sister is, uh, you know, learning about that life. Right. Um, so she's, All her brother's dead but one. Yeah, so she's just chilling. Um, she's hardened by her young life and on the run. She took vengeance on her captor, Sandor. By refusing to put him out of his mystery with her misery with her sword, I love that scene. He's like, "Go ahead, kill me, then, dog." And she's like, "Nah." <laughs> he was like, "You a bitch." She's like, mm-hmm, "I guess, but you gonna die slow, bitch." Um, <laughs> and he lay uh, he lay gravely wounded after his rumble with Brienne. Uh, she left him dying in agony as she took off solo for the city of Bravos. Uh, Sandor Clegane, the hound, was last seen begging in vain for her to kill him. By the way, if that nigga's still alive, woo! Oh, yeah. He gonna be mad. Yeah, cause mm. she, she used that coin and got on that boat and all that shit and left him there. Oh. I mean, he was all fucked up, so if he lived, I don't know how, but if that nigga was somehow living, yeah, he gonna fuck her up. Right. She better, like, she better be done learn all her skills, cause if not, she good as dead. Mm-hmm. Because he had kind of taken a liking to her in his own fucked up way. So, And, of course, uh, Daenerys Targaryen, uh, mother of dragons, realized to her dismay that she can no longer restrain her beloved pet dragons from creating havoc. She led the smaller two into the catacombs beneath the city, then weeping, locked them in chains, and left them there. But Drogon, the largest and most aggressive, went missing after skewing a child with his fiery breath, begging the question, how do you round up a dragon that's on the loose? Yeah, that's gonna be interesting with them dragon, cause man, she was extra petty too. They seem like to me, mm-hmm. yeah, right? And she looked right hurt, and they were looking like, I know you ain't gonna lock us down here, bitch. She was like, I got to, yo, burning up shit, and I'm I'm responsible now. Yeah, and I think the 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 big dragon, the black one, was the bad one too. So you know, message. Um, all right, and then uh, the other thing I saw was like a preview. For this season, I'll see if I can uh, play it okay. for everybody because um, it was uh, pretty dope. But um, people that watch Empire will get the joke. Uh, Karen might not get the joke, okay? That's just what <laughs> she never got caught up. The Seven Kingdoms needs a ruler loved by millions with a powerful army and the right family name. Good luck finding him. Who said anything about him? Cookie's coming home. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. Someone took Cookie from Empire and superimposed her into Game of Thrones. 
Um, I'm just gonna play the rest of this clip. Yes, yeah, as this new this season, a new queen will emerge, and it's her confronting Daenerys with the dragons. <laughs> you are in the presence of Daenerys Stormborn, queen of the Andals and the First Men. For a queen, you sure do keep a messy place. What I want is some respect. And they took the clip from when she beat. It said blood will spill. Yeah, it took the clip from when she beat her son, and it made her beat somebody in the arena and put that blood on the ground. <laughs> she threw her shoe at the imp and brand. Get my damn shoe. She said, Portia, get my damn shoe. <laughs> you different but i want you to always remember i got you you hear me hold on <laughs> got her talking to hold on let me in y'all better have an elevator up in here my feet hurt <laughs> That's her at the wall. Oh. And she's all the way at, at the, the bottom, bottom of the wall. And all and you know, John Snow and them at the top. And she's just like, let me in. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, I can't wait um for Cookie to be in Game of Thrones season uh five. Alright, um, let's just get back to some regular ass news. Um I guess we'll start with the worst thing and build our body back up. Um, black people getting killed by the police. Um, mm-hmm. in case you haven't been noticing, there's a train going on mm-hmm. uh, for a couple hundred years now. And um, there was a dude who um, Eric Harris, uh, who was uh, well the, from the video from the police that I watched, he was running already when the cops came up. Um, I don't know exactly why he was running, but once again, I would like to reiterate. Even I think I think we all can agree um, that if because we apparently can't agree that you should you should or should not run for the cops. That's fine. But I think we can all agree that you should not have to die because you ran from the cops. Well, the Supreme Court agreed with that. Yeah. So there's that. So I feel like, you know, there's a lot of like there's a lot of debate, quote unquote, to be had about shit. But uh, the proper pro- protocol for being arrested or suspected of something or whatever when you're not doing a crime but i feel like shooting me and killing me not where it should be uh i'll play the video it's only like a minute long um karen i know you don't like this shit but i think it's important uh and also it's always amazing how quickly this shit happens a minute he's running he's running stop stop right here stop right here stop right here stop 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 right here stop right here Now here's the thing, the guy's running, the officer caught him. Like he caught up to him quickly. Like and he's not like, you know, the fifty year old man in Charleston who probably was slower than this. Like he caught he caught the dude, like that should have been the end of it. Tackle him. I've seen NFL football. So he said, I shot him. I'm sorry. Cause he was saying that he was going for his taser. 
Um, but I mean, that doesn't sound like a taser sound, you know. Um, oh shit, man, stop it! He's got him. Oh god, stop it! Stop fighting! Oh, 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 he shot me, man! Oh my god! You didn't do shit? You didn't do shit, you hear me? You lose my breath? Fuck your breath. Just hands back. So, yeah, he told him to shut fuck his breath, shut the fuck up, and that's the last words we ever hear from him, because, uh, he is dead. And I think that also just kind of indicates the callousness of what happens to, to us. You know what I mean? Like, it's a job. So, the same way people feel about any job you know when you're serving tables at ihop and you know you don't like a certain type of customer uh eventually you get used to how you know to to certain shit and you just say and do all kinds of fucked up shit because you're like this is routine for these dudes this is routine like yeah we shot this dude but he's still a quote-unquote criminal even though we don't know what crime or whatever the fuck he's suspected of committing or even if he committed a crime or any of that he black so he a criminal and we can treat him as such so it's like everybody's out there like kojak fuck your breath you know it, it, it was it's it was such a cold thing to watch you know but um i felt like we had to play it because um mm. you know people have been talking about it and you know this is another death where we have video of it and it's gonna be up put up for debate like yeah and we, and, and we will see like the person that wrote into the feedback show we will see how they respond and how they respond yeah uh, tune day right yeah. like like we, we we our philosophy is very different on that because everything is always an option and everybody always have a choice into how quick or how fast they will or will not respond how the city county and state will respond and we will see yeah video don't mean anything a lot of times because everybody sees it but everybody sees something differently depending on their mind frame. well if you don't want to if you don't want to think that cops are killing people for basically nothing you're gonna start coming up with excuses looking at that video i'm already seeing that there's gonna be people like what was he doing before that um did he have any outstanding library books um you know whatever, whatever small indication they can have to be like and this is why he deserved to die because um they buried um the dude from south carolina yesterday and the newspaper there uh the headline was like when you're behind you're behind and talked about his child support that he owed while walter scott was being buried like that's the callousness that they have and it's all about like well, we're not going to blame the police. It's because, let's be honest, you're behind on child support, and that's a death sentence. I mean, come on. Because yep. that makes perfect sense. Yeah. A few things about all of, I mean, obviously, the, the trope is just always the same. They fear for their life, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's been interesting, um, both um, with Walter Scott's case and then, obviously, um, this most recent um, death of Eric, sorry, murder of Eric Harris, um, is the initial reports that the police file, which, you know, Whenever there is no video, everybody, I would say, uh, white America, let's just say, let's wait for the facts. We gotta let, let, let right. the facts, you know, win out. We gotta, you know, listen to what happened. Um, initial reports for Eric Harris says that he reached for his waist and therefore was shot. Mm-hmm. 
That's what they're, that's the, the report that they filed. And then the body cam footage came out and he wasn't reaching for anything. Mm-hmm. And a 73 year old deputy who uh, is on the force because he donated money and toys to the police department. That's why he has his job at his age. Uh, it's, it's worse than that, Leslie. He was a cop 30 or 40 years ago. Yeah. And the, the video footage isn't body cameras. It's sunglass cameras mm. that he donated and they were ro- taken out for a spin. It's like a white dude going to a fucking caged animal hunt in Africa. It's disgusting. Right. He was 73 years old. And he's the one that said right away, I shot him. I'm sorry. Right. Mm-hmm. That was who said that. Right. Right. It's unconscionable. I mean, it's ridiculous. And you think, uh, how could white supremacy get worse? How could these killings get more, you know, disgusting and grotesque and objectionable? And I can't believe I'm still stunned every once in a while. But a 73-year-old man, what is he doing out there on a fucking sting operation? You know, like this was a sting operation because they thought he had sold a gun to a a person before. And they got a 73-year-old who who's donated all these you know fucking toys and and cars and weapons and sunglasses and let's go take them for a spin old man let's do right. it I, I don't mean to be like ageist but the yeah. fuck man seventy three Christ yeah it does sound it does have a very big game hunting feel to it yep um and just you know the fact that you like you would feel the need to be like all right let's uh tackle this motherfucker and shoot him up real quick and. You know, and let's say it wasn't like best case scenario, he tackled the dude and accidentally shot him with his gun instead of tasing him. What the fuck? Like, that's still a mistake that lost somebody's life. You know, like end of the day, you your mistake cost somebody's life. Yeah. You know, this isn't like, you know, oh, I served him the steak when he ordered the chicken. A motherfucker dead now. Like, like, I don't, like, I feel like, cause that's where the argument's gonna go eventually, kinda heading it off at the pass, is gonna mm. be whether or not you believe he made a mistake. Even if I feel he did, I don't understand how that should lead to him not being punished in some way. Yeah, intent is, 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 intent over outcome drives me nuts. It, right. it doesn't matter what your fucking intent was. These, you know, little white kids singing the, the N word and SAE. Oh, you know, his heart, he's not a racist. Well, the outcome, he fucking said some racist ass shit. Right. You know, I don't care what this dude's intent is. He killed a man. Right. Um, the fuck, fuck your breath part of it to mm-hmm. me is also, um, a, a secondary piece to me. And I tweeted about this last night. It's, this is the most honest, uh, thing we have heard from a police officer in any of these interactions. Cause for me, that's what's in their mind. Not right. when they kill us, when they fucking see us. Right. They don't care. Fuck your breath, you fuck your breath and fuck everything about you. Right. And that's why they don't care. That, that, those right. three words are so telling. And, um, you know, like I, they just are so telling. That, that's the mindset that they go into these interactions with us because we, they see us as less than human. They see us as not. They don't care that somebody died because to them it's not somebody. Right. I agree. Um, more uh, black tragedy. Uh, lawyers say that the second officer, um, the black dude in the Walter Scott shooting video, mm-hmm. um, should be fired and arrested for filing a false report. And I agree. I've been yes, saying sir. this. I said okay. it from the jump. I don't give a fuck that he's black. Yep. It doesn't matter to me at all. Like, if a police officer has decided that, you know, his allegiance to blue is more important than the truth, then it doesn't fucking matter to me. Because your job is not to have other officers' backs. It's to have the public's back. 
you know and a lot of people went you know they were saying stupid shit like well i mean since the i mean the black officer was right there i mean why is everybody so mad i mean would you be mad if a black cop shot him yes, yes. i would yes be. i sure would be you know and um yeah that dude lying on his police report to have that dude's back i from the jump i was like because it said well according to witnesses i'm like who the fuck was a witness other than the person with the camera thank you it's like oh well the other cop so the other cop sat there watched this dude get shot in the back die in front of him running and then went i'll file a police report that said he turned towards the guy and said he was gonna kill him fuck you man that ain't my brother and watch and plant the evidence uh you know all of the department of justice reports that have come out have shown statistically that there is absolutely zero effect on the race of the police officer when they're interacting with black people has no effect whatsoever exactly because their training in the systemic racism has nothing to do with race it's about what they're trained to do and what they're trained to see us as I'd, i'd actually go further and say anecdotally they're worse yeah like every experience I've had with black cop has been like, this motherfucker is so, like he gotta go above and beyond the racism to prove that he's one of the guys. You know what I mean? Mm. Cause, cause there's like a, there's a certain eye on him. You know, there's a lens on him that's not on the other white officers. Right. Cause it's like assume like, well, of course you hate black people. You're white. But with the black dudes, it's like, you better, not, I better not catch you trying to hook these brothers up. Because you know, I don't. Like, I get pulled over by a black cop, I know minimum I'm getting a ticket. Right. I Like, I remember one time I got let go by a black dude, and by let go I meant he detained me for 40 minutes uh, for making a illegal left turn. Um, I was an intern. I was 17. I was on my way to, or maybe I was even 15 or so, maybe 15 or 16. And I was on my way to work at a corporate job I had on suit and tie. And um, he pulled me over and was like, you know what you did? And he had pulled over a lot of cars. Like, I think he was just waiting to pull over all the people that were making illegal lefts. Right. I actually saw him and waved because I was just like, I don't know what this dude's doing. I really, <laughs> I had no idea I made that illegal left. So I just waved at him like, all right, officer, how you doing? He's like, no, no, pull over. And I'm like, all right. So I pull over. Um, he comes, he's like, you know what you did there? I was like, no. And he's like, that's an illegal left. I'm like, all right, cool. And he's like, what you doing around here anyway? And I was like, I, I work in this building as an intern. I mean, like I had to go through my whole resume. Like I'm in college. I'm on scholarship. I'm good. HBCU, brother. And uh, he was like, um, yeah, that's cool. Uh, let me get your license registration. And he gave me like uh, this warning citation or whatever. And I was like, cool. I appreciate, you know, him hooking me up. Because that's the most you're going to get from a black officer. Like, most people, I feel like, would have went there and been like, "Man, just don't make that left again," um, and go, just go, go ahead, go to work. But he was like, "No, I gotta, I gotta give you something." You know what I'm saying? Even if it, cause it's, cause he's thinking he's being looked at too. Mm. So I, you know, and that's that's actually the best interaction I ever had with a black cop. The rest is like play ball with this black dude that was a cop, and some of the shit he used to say to us, I'm like. Like, he would get fouled and be, like, mad that he lost the game and be like, man, I'll write y'all. I'll, I could lock all y'all niggas up in here. I'm like, are you serious? Like, this ain't Denzel from Training Day, dude. Like, <laughs> you fucking lost a basketball game. Don't talk to us like that, you know? But, um, yeah, I'm not surprised that that dude um, had that guy's back at all. And I've been hoping that something will happen to him. So I'm glad that the lawyers are looking at him, too, because – his ass need to lose that job too, minimum. Right, same. If not, get fouled for accessory to murder. And same thing. Right. It's a choice. They did not have to do this. Yeah, you help cover up a murder. Right. Absolutely. Mm. And also, I, you know, 
I am interested for when this investigation goes a little deeper to see the timing of when, um, you know, the rest of the department decided to, to react to the videotape when it came out. Um, because there's a desk sergeant that has to file this report. There's several other places where in the process this report gets filed and it's going to be, it, it, it was probably pretty obvious by the, um, on the scene evidence that what they wrote down was not correct. So I'm interested because it's not just this one cop that signed it. There's a lot of steps that go into it and it would have stayed exactly like that if this videotape had not come out because that's what always happens. And then all of these people say, well, the police report said X, Y, Z is if that's some, you know, hand to God written uh, mm-hmm. thing like the constitution or something. Not that that was written by God. Right. Republicans will let you think that. Um so yeah, so that that's a whole other thing too. Is um, I'm there's a lot, and and the media is another place where I feel like there needs to be some accountability because the articles that were posted after um Walter's murder were word for word per usual. Just they just wrote the the police report out in long form and yeah. put it up. No, no investigative reporting, mm-hmm. no um looking into actually what happened. So the writer should be held accountable. The editor should be held accountable because it was fucking lies. Right. And, you know, it, it's just gotten to be enough. And I understand, like, for the record, I do understand that it takes a while for forensics to get back and sure. autopsies and all that stuff. But it is, like, presented as you always take the officer's word. Like, yep. that is just the way Every it is time. traditionally being centered around. And it seems like no matter how many lessons in this we get over the last few years, it's still treated as like, just like a th- like, that's just the standard of journalism is take the police report, type it up basically. And yeah, you know, the and then figure and then like we spend the first few days investigating the victim, like instead of investigating the officer investigating, um, you know, the actual shooting, what witnesses say, they always start with let's investigate the person who was killed and figure out a reason why they should be killed. Oh, child support. We're now down to child support is a well, reason you should be dead. Earlier this week, we were down to tinted windows because a right. gentleman was killed. He had tinted windows and he was pulled over. Um, he was handcuffed and on the ground. He had asthma. He was begging for his inhaler. They refused to give it to him and he died right there. Yeah. So tinted windows, guys. Yeah. Oh, Broken headlights that appear to be working in the video. Those yep. are that uh, apparently it's legal as long as one headlight is working. Um, that's another reason. So yeah, you know, too, I think people forget the scope is really a lot bigger than even you know to understand it fully. I like this statistic: the cops have killed in America have killed more people in like 460 days since January 1st of 2014 have killed extrajudicially more people than the state has executed with the death penalty since January of 1976 in 40 years. Yep. Um, more, uh, let's keep going. Um, uh, the, this, now this came out and honestly, man, when I read it, I was like, this doesn't even sound true, but I don't like arguing about this shit on Facebook and Twitter and stuff because people already have their feelings around Reverend uh, Al Sharpton one way or the other. Yep. Um, so I kind of stayed out of it, but there was this, Family of Walter Scott tells Reverend Al Sharpton to keep away. Mm. And I read the article and I was like, I don't see a direct quote from anyone. Right. And I was like, mm. that statement makes no sense. Yeah. It said, we don't want another Ferguson type circus here. A source close to the Scott family told the daily news. Um, and you know, I'm reading this thing and I'm like, all right, is there going to be something? Uh, they, they admitted that he called the family, offered his support, expressed his support and condolences and that the family was appreciative. 
that was a direct quote from chris stewart who's the attorney so i'm like where is it where are we getting this al sharpton's not not invited or he's a matter of fact the title said banned banned <laughs> from attending his funeral <clears throat> so they caught up with al sharpton and he basically was like no i'm not banned um and i already had plans i couldn't have gone if i wanted to you know what i mean like i will be giving a speech there the next day on sunday to a church you know um but like this idea that i'm banned from this funeral is you know it's, it's bullshit um, I, I just hate them even putting any kind of pressure onto these grieving families and grieving parents in these ways. It's so disrespectful. They're burying their child. Right. You know, to make this a story that you need to tell about them and their mindset in the middle of their immediate grief. It's just, it's disgusting. It's just one more way that it's anti-blackness and it just dehumanizes us further we don't even get the space to grieve if this was a white Mm -hmm. death it's like no let's respect them and give them their space we don't we don't want to we don't want to interrupt their grieving process but when it's a black person it's like shove a microphone in their face try and get them to say anything that you want and then make up whatever the fuck you want to say about them The the media doesn't even interrupt the grieving of parents whose kids shoot up schools and shit nope you know what i mean like you just get a right to privacy we don't hear from them Nope. You know, if they don't want, unless they want to be sought out by the media, like where they go out and give a press release or a speech, we never hear from them. They're just like, nope, fuck that, not talking about it. Nope. And when we go, well, obviously we don't want to ask them about it because it's a tough time for them. Yeah, it's like you know, um, the people that bought forty-seven guns and let their kids hold them. Sure, nope. let's not ask them at all. But if your kid gets shot by the cops, we want you to make a political statement about the involvement of Al Sharpton and therefore we're going to extrapolate that to the whole black community. I saw people on Twitter that, and it was, for me it pissed me off, but I don't argue, you know, like I don't go to people's pages and argue with them. That's mm-hmm. like one of my strict rules is like, you know even when I see something that to me is very inflammatory, I'll just leave it alone because it's your page, right? But mm-hmm. I saw these people that posted this article, the first article where it's like he was banned! And they were like, and it was black people, and they were all like, good, I'm so glad, finally, somebody would, and I'm like, in the midst of grief, grief, you want them to like, stand up against Al Sharpton? That's the, that's what you took away from this shit, from this officer shooting a man in the back, is finally we can tell Al Sharpton off? Like, that's so ridiculous to me, and then not to mention, no matter how you feel about Al Sharpton, He's one of the few people that has cared about this long enough. Like, right. He, like, there's a lot of stories that honestly the media would not have talked about if Al Sharpton didn't come around it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, just as recently as the Trayvon Martin slaying, like, that, mm-hmm. that's the story that does not get talked about until Al Sharpton's involved. And even when it got talked about the involvement, it was like, what is Al Sharpton doing down there? God, this guy, so divisive. But then it led to everyone going, wait a minute, what happened down there? You know? you know, and they're profiting off of black pain. You know, it's clickbait. Right. Mm-hmm. It's uh, and it, it, it supports supremacy. It divides and conquers. It's crazy. And I, I, I don't know if uh, maybe you heard, but we were talking to Ijoma Oluo, who's mm-hmm. newly uh, gone as a professional writer, and she said that a lot of times they don't get to decide that that lead, like the clickbait right. lead, the like Al Sharpton bit. Like right. you said, it wasn't even in there. Some editor yeah. decided that. To right. If that. you look at the title for the article, like because you know how they put. Um, not the title, the Earl, the Earl, mm-hmm. right? 
the actual earl says al sharpton denies banned while scott to scott's funeral for the second article but for the first one it just said the one that actually had the title al sharpton is banned was um family files lawsuit against police <laughs> so basically you flipped the like someone submitted hey man this family's gonna file a lawsuit and then some editor was like yeah the real lead on this is that al sharpton is banned it's like well that's not even a fucking quote that's a source mm-hmm. close to the family and a you side know? note in the in the article as right well. and now it becomes the lead for the article and like i said i feel how you want to feel about al sharpton i'm really tired of fucking debating it i don't care i think any person that's black that cares about this shit and goes to, to families and uh and it tries to make a difference in raising awareness you will be vilified i don't give a fuck who you are right and that's the way i look at sharpton is it will be you it just ta- don't worry it'll be you eventually someone is going to look at you and be like you're the fucking problem not the fact that these people keep dying because if you really want al sharpton to go away i say just stop killing black people right he won't have a job which actually yeah. would be a good thing america could have put al sharpton out of a job a long fucking time ago yes sir but but it, you if it will be you like um you know i it was like maybe a couple months ago i saw people in louisiana going in on netta for for like we don't like the the speeches she gave she don't respect that and i'm just like this is that that shit where it's like once you get pushed up for a certain amount people want to bring your ass down because it's always some pettiness out there um i don't think al sharpton is necessarily perfect i don't think anybody's perfect right but to be like let's make a political statement out of saying he was banned is so foul and to support it as black people is like reprehensible to me because it's like nah we shouldn't be even be thinking about that can we just think about getting justice for this dude and his family like because mm. honestly that's what's the priority here if you got a beef or personal gripe with al sharpton pull it up during a time where it matters like because it don't matter right now like this this is all a distraction for you to be like exactly even if this dude don't get justice i'm just glad al sharpton wasn't invited like what kind of bullshit is that man a lot of it too is internalized oppression which you know i think that one of the things i've i've been learning uh working with a lot of organizers and working on these issues full-time is that you know white supremacy um as it affects our society affects us as black people as well and it affects our psychology. It affects how we think about things. It affects how we see the world. And it takes work to, to undo that. And, um, I see a lot of that internalized oppression when you, when you hear black people, um, turning against each other right. or trying to tear each other down because that's what they see as normal. That's right. what they have always seen as normal. And we are, uh, positioned in society to do that. And, you know, it's sad to see and it really sucks and it takes, you know, I, I love when I, every time I hear you say that, I love it because it's like, yeah, or we can remember who the real enemy is and focus on that. Yeah. Um, we have to continually kind of reposition ourselves um, because this, the white supremacy tells us that that's what we're supposed to do is turn on each other. Right. Is to tear each other down is to, is to act, you know, I, I, that, that crabs in a barrel, um, analogy is one that always gets pulled into play and uh, a friend of mine here in philly gabe he always says that yeah I'll, I'll take you on that crabs in a barrel um journey however let's remember that the barrel is not the natural habitat of a crab right 
So right. it's not going to act normal in in the barrel. Right. Uh, so what we need to do is discuss that the barrel is not is what the problem is, not the crabs in it. Right. And so uh, that that I like to always mention too, so that that people can start thinking about these things a little bit differently and yeah. see that your reaction is a part of supremacy also. Uh, when you have these knee jerk reactions and and think Al Sharpton is anything to talk about in this situation versus uh, someone's son getting shot in the back eight times while he was running away. Right. It's amazing to me because what do you think like just for the people the people that are racist and just like fucking are glad this guy's dead what do you think they think when they hear the name Al Sharpton if it's the same fucking thing that you're thinking then you're probably wrong you know what I mean if this if a racist dude is like fuck Al Sharpton for showing up always talking about this black shit and you're going fuck Al Sharpton for showing up always talking about this black shit you're probably wrong period you know like End of the day, I feel like a diversification of voices would obviously be better and it would be great. And I'm sure that he's complicit in some of the um, inner turmoil between like activists and stuff because it's always going to be that way. There's always going to be someone who's um, on top, quote unquote, when it comes Mm. to... Because guess what? We're human. We're right. not a monolith. Surprise. Right. Black exactly. people feel people too. So I can understand there might be resentment that way from, from people that feel that way. But to just admonish the dude or to big up people for saying don't come down is wrong. I'm sorry. This is wrong, man. Like the more people down there, the fucking better. Yep. Yeah. Allow me to, to illuminate the white perspective. Uh, every time I hear white people bitching and moaning about Al Sharpton, it's like lockstep with black on black crime, yep. fucking respectability politics, fucking tone police and shit. Yep. You know, black people shouldn't be using the N word, mm-hmm. like all that shit. I'm not saying like, like that's like what, you know, other people are thinking, but that's what white people are thinking. Yeah. It's Pavlovian too. Like yeah. every time I hear the name Al Sharpton, white people have fucked up and I'm, yeah. I don't want to think about how my white people have fucked up. So therefore Al Sharpton is the goddamn devil. It's like, no, fuck you um that dude is trying to help in the way that he can um and period like and if anything i'm glad to hear other people help and you know the other thing i hate about people dismissing al sharpton so so you know just i guess dismissively to to go back on that word but um he has an entire network of people um Mm -hmm. friend of the show um june from harlem she works for the national action network you gonna tell me she ain't doing shit Right. You you think she go to work every day and look at a big ass picture of Al Sharpton like, oh, let's worship Al Sharpton today. She's helping real fucking people. Yeah. So before you start saying shit like that about this one dude, what about all the help that his organization has provided for people? We so we just stop helping them? Is is Al about Al getting the credit? That's what we're worried about in this situation. It's really reprehensible, man. I hate to see people fall for the okie doke because I feel like people are mm. just just being tricked into hating themselves on that shit. And there's so much work to be done. Like there's so much to be done on so every aspect of our society has work to be done in this area. And so there's room for everybody to do all sorts of things. There's right. no shortage of ways in which white supremacy is fucking with black people. Right. I'm not segueing too early. I'm just saying there's, there's no shortage of that. Right. So there's no reason to tear anybody down doing what they do. They stay in their lane. If you, that's not your lane, then go in yours. Right. And, and move and keep it pushing. It's ridiculous. Like I, like I said, I understand the internal beef between different activists and shit. If that, cause people are human and if that's what's playing out, fine. But when I just see people co-sign, they just randomly on some fuck out sharp. No, no, you have yeah. no dog in that fight. 
and and to me a lot of the times uh people that do it white or black you're also a part of the problem uh the same people that you fight against the same people that they're outraged against about the video that you just showed you're supporting a lot of their mindset and a lot of their frame of thinking and you uh to me you're very to me you're part of the problem and also when you talked about Al Shopton and his network, he has sources and resources and lawyers that can do shit that a individual family could never ever in their lifetime afford to do. They wouldn't, they couldn't afford it. Mm -hmm. And they come in and they help these people. And it's funny how a lot of times people are like this, but I want to ask them people, if something happened to you or your family or your son or your daughter or your niece and your nephew, and you didn't have the resources in, everybody was turning a blind eye and people was covering shit and, and not telling the truth about your family and Al Shopton could come and help you. Would you deny that? Would you be like, nah, nigga, fuck you and not want justice for your family member? Would you? Right. Yeah. If anything, man, I sometimes feel bad for that dude because sometimes I think he gets dragged into causes that um, are not on the up and up because right. he's so, you know, at this point, so big and popular that he doesn't have time to do all the research for himself. He has to basically, uh, he basically um, has to outsource it. Out, yeah, he outsources that to the people on the ground. And I remember one time he got called to Charlotte because uh, people were saying there was some bullshit that this one dude didn't win office. And here locally, we were like, no, that dude should not have won office. The other people outworked him. They went on the ground. They went into these poor black neighborhoods that this guy is supposed to be a constituent of. Mm -hmm. And he never did the groundwork. He thought he would win because he was black. And these other people won. They were white, but that's because they went, listened to citizens, and were like, please come out and vote for us. And they did. And they won. And that, and, and instead, the dude was like, it's racist? They got me. And Al Sharpton came out and gave a speech, but it was just like, I felt bad for him because I was just like, yeah, you're going to get dragged down into some bullshit fucking with these dudes just because they black. But, you know, he was trying to help. <laughs> like, like end of the day, he was like, oh, these black people say they got ripped off. Let me just go help. That was his that was his mentality on it. So, right. And also, I'm just seeing some chat, some discussion in the chat. I, I would say that um, I would also caution people from believing a lot of the hype. Uh, about infighting it does yeah. happen but it happens at organizational levels really right. a lot of this gets hyped up because supremacy wants us to look like we can't get our shit together supremacy wants right. us to seem like nobody can get anything done and it, a lot of times it's bullshit just like the articles you mentioned like yeah. most of the time it's not even true yeah twitter <laughs> has given us an insight to every thought of a lot of activists now that yeah. we didn't have before. Correct. Um, and especially like the newer generation, cause they grown up with social media and it's going to be different from here on out. Yep. You know, if someone's giving DeRay, uh, DeRay Davis a hard time on Twitter, we're going to see it. If you know, like that Netta thing, I wasn't looking for that. I just, a ton of people one Saturday night were just shitting on her. And I was like, nah, I, like this seems wrong. You know what I mean? I understand y'all are mad, but you know, people were starting to say slanderous, accusational things like, you know, just fucked up shit. And I was just like, I would not have seen this before Twitter. And it's sad to see it. People, you know, pull this shit on each other. So we're going to see it now. But I think people need to get over it. Like, even if you do see that, that's not you. We're, we shouldn't be picking fucking sides on nope. this that are. Well, I'll be okay with so-and-so boycotting this, but if this other person boycotts it, I mean, I don't like that nigga. Like, come on, man. Really? 
that's what you're gonna let stop justice right because the cause is bigger than everybody involved and that should always be the focus but right. it gets drowned down in the other bullshit right we about to have brands of justice and shit now like coke and pepsi get the fuck out of here um all I'll right 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 yeah <laughs> uh can i get a sprite zero injustice please um uh, can, can i ask a question and i, yeah. I apologize uh, on the front end if it's inappropriate you let me know nah. uh, are we allowed to make fun of his hair in the suits though al sharpton uh, listen people keep making fun of that man's appearance and y'all can do whatever y'all want to do i'm just gonna tell y'all two things one he looks sick to me. He does. So I don't know. I'm talking about eighties, but yeah, right. Yeah, I don't know if something like happened to him. Well, does. nah, people still doing it, Drew. This ain't just like old, like Keenan Thompson impression Kyle <laughs> Sharpton, which is hilarious. Um, but um, the other thing too is, it's gonna be really hard for me when he dies to not. Mm-hmm shit on everybody it's gonna be real hard for me not to be petty and be like but you said because everybody's gonna start talking about all the shit he accomplished because mm-hmm. yeah. right now we're just thinking of like i don't like how he did what what's up with his suit you know but in you know a few years when he's gone man people gonna miss him man because you know like there's not really a successor groomed and in place and i feel like a lot of people felt like that was his responsibility and maybe that's where he let everybody down to a certain extent, but there's nobody coming up that people feel like is the guy, you know, which in my opinion, you know, you can make an argument that that philosophy needs to be done away with anyway. Yeah. I but see. the point being, people are going to be way kinder when he passes than they oh, are yeah. right now. Oh, so yeah. It's going to be interesting to see who backs up and goes, man, I didn't realize how much work he was putting in. You know, I had the same realization with Jesse Jackson like two or three years ago. I haven't said a bad thing about Jesse Jackson in years now. Because I'm just like, what kind of shit is, what, who am I to be shitting on the dude that was there when Martin Luther King died? You know mm. what I mean? Like, yeah, it's easy to shit on him from a distance, but I ain't perfect. And I definitely ain't never had no rock stone in my head uh, <laughs> for trying to integrate a school or some shit. So, I, you know, I, I, just, I think people get way kinder when people are die, which is, you know, sad. But it's going to happen to Al Sharpton. Karen, what are you going to say? I'm sorry. I forgot. Go ahead. All right. Um, last thing about fucking because this is all fucking with black people and i'm not doing that segment today um there's a graph that uh indicates why black people are scared of police it was on vox.com i'll put it in the chat um hold on uh, there we go all right uh, i'll put it in the chat but um it was killed by police during arrest and the circumstances yeah uh 2012 supplementary homicide report by the fbi uh just a general first bar is just a general graph of the united states uh population black people represent 13 percent of the u.s population 63 percent is white people 17 percent hispanic and then there, i guess everybody else got thrown in that tan line at the back the other <laughs> yeah i don't know if uh if asians is, is that who that is i don't know who that yeah, is that's, that's yeah. just everybody else everybody else yeah so um when it comes to being victims of uh being killed by the police 31 percent of of all the victims of police are black so while we represent 13 percent of the population 31 percent of the fatalities uh from police are black 52 percent are white and 12 percent are hispanic um and then there's that tan line um not attacking when killed so people that were not attacking maybe you were running Maybe you were standing there, whatever, but you were not attacking the police. 39% of the, 
of the people killed while not attacking the police black because mm-hmm. being a black is kind of an attack on the police guys all right stop being a black <laughs> uh 46 percent were white and 12 percent were uh this you know hispanic and then of course the tan line here keep in mind throughout this whole thing white people represent 63 percent of the population 52 percent of all victims 46 when it comes to attacking while uh, i mean getting killed while not attacking then there's also this one not attacking when killed and not killed with a rifle or shotgun i.e you know kill with a handgun kill by being chokehold what something like that tasered all that stuff right okay. it rises to 42 percent. so now we're damn near half of the killings when it's not done by a rifle or a shotgun and we're not attacking so now you kill close quarters some kind of way 44 percent white 12 percent um uh hispanic uh shout out to hispanics man 12 percent in every category and 17 percent of the population good job guys way not to get killed by the white man mm-hmm. and uh then that tan line so yeah if you wonder why people feel that way police are 21 more time 21 times more likely to shoot and kill black teens and white teens um you know that's statistical data think think about something 21 more times likely to happen to you like basically police are the wasp of america like pretty much like i see them and i get fucking unreasonably scared because i'm like this motherfucker gonna sting me i didn't do shit no you get reasonably scared they get reasonably scared you are very reasonably scared right Right. their fear is what is unreasonable because there's nobody killing them um i just did follow that up with uh some some most recent data from march 2015 and this is uh from deray and netta and sam sways uh mapping police violence.org i will I put it in the chat right now. 36 people, uh, black people were killed by police in March. One every 21 hours. This is March of 2015. That's a 71% increase from February. Mm-hmm. Black people were four times more likely to be killed uh, when compared to a white person during that month. Mm-hmm. 47% of those killed were unarmed in March. The good news is we got February off, guys. It was Black History Month. <laughs> so they had a lot of they had a lot they make those numbers up right in march they were slacking <laughs> lost a few days in that month yeah they're like oh this guy's chewing gum time to take him out of this existence um all right please tell me that's all the news i have for you know you joke Ron, but i bet you there's like a an actual metric on the number of like friday saturday sundays that appear in a 30-day period right mm-hmm. like the 30 days can encompass more or less weekend days and mm-hmm. like I don't know, something like more drinking days, more fucking angry fucking white cop days, something. Yeah. You know, well, I wouldn't be shocked. Somebody posted the other day, I think that there was one day last year that we know of that a black person wasn't killed by police. Just one of them. Oh, man. Must have been, they must have had a day off. It was know. like one, I think it was like a snowstorm on the whole eastern mm. seaboard or something, you know, <laughs> real extra that happened. Or like the Avengers came out or something. Yeah. They probably killed like three. Ah! probably killed like three snowmen that day exactly what was that sniper movie that sniper movie came out american sniper was opening weekend yeah there you go um uh gerardo rivera says uh he thinks uh that um the walter scott killer was justified i checked i I, I cross-referenced my diary i never married it's Geraldo rivera morning morning so Geraldo, we've been caught up in what's going on in in south charleston and we're seeing right now for the first time late afternoon there they released the dash cam video before the shooting so let's take a look together and what do you pull from this well i'm 
extremely glad that they released the dash cam video because it gives context to the event. However horrific and tragic and outrageous the shooting in the back is, it shows that it started as a righteous traffic stop. Uh, that uh, there the was fellow, a light out. Uh, it, it, it was uh, there was a light out. The driver was acting very hinky, very uh, edgy. Uh, he got out of the car. Was told to get back in the car. Clearly, uh, the officer involved was checking uh, to see whether there were outstanding warrants. The uh, the victim knew there was the outstanding warrant for unpaid child support. He bolts. The officer could he have sounded a little more excited about him running? Like this isn't America's dumbest criminals, motherfucker. This dude right. got killed. For child support, I mean, nothing that would have come up on the screen was anything, anything violent, anything that would have led to him being a danger to society. So it doesn't even have any con. There is no context with which this is this has any bearing on this man being shot in the back eight times while he was running away. And Geraldo Rivera, this is a man who posts nude pictures on the internet. You talking about people acting hinky, man? Fuck you, right? Balls. Like he really. Like he really tried to make it seem like him running like that. Um, let me see that. Let me see if I can find the music. Like, yeah, he made it seem like this should have played. <laughs> when he's like, "There he goes!" Oh, oh, it's on, guys! Oh man, that's so hilarious! Oh, look at him run and get killed. Like, I'm, I'm so glad they released this because I, I was really struggling to find a reason to say that this was supposed right. to happen. This, yeah. this is what got me up out of bed this morning. Yeah. Was the outstanding warrant for unpaid child support. He'd... Fuck that guy, whoever it said that. Man. There he goes. Oh, man. Woo. And then hijinks ensue when that black man is killed in the back. Oh, so good. The officer runs after him. The taser comes out. There this is part, a struggle. This part we don't see. The, the, you don't see, but there is a, a reliable, I think, I, a reliable eyewitness account that there is a struggle. Uh, the black dude reliable? eyewitness. Yeah, is the black oh. dude who said the guy turned around and okay. said he was going to kill the guy and then got shot. With no weapon? Okay. That, is that a reliable eyewitness when we have video that that never happened? Can oh. we just start making up our own? I'm a, we should just all start making statements about all of these things. I'm an eyewitness, and I'm just going to say what I think happened. Right. Be reliable, too. That's what I'm going to start doing. I heard the cops say, I'm going to shoot you in the back now. <laughs> and <laughs> I also heard them say, sprinkle some crack on them. Yep. I heard them say, say that. All that. All that, Rod. We Ugh. just to start putting press releases out. I was an eyewitness, and here's my official, very reliable statements on right. the matter. I witnessed that motherfucking video and none of that shit happened. How about that? I feel pretty reliable. Uh, After the taser. uh, So up until that point, the cop with his adrenaline pumping. Now he's been in a physical tussle. Now, uh, you know, the perpetrator has reached for the uh, for the taser, allegedly. Now it gives you the context of his blood boiling. He, uh, you know, he has done everything professional. And now he's had this this uh, this uh, civilian has dared to physically have this altercation with the officer. Put that in the officer's head now. I think it saves him from the murder rap. You do. Even I do. though you I see think him that shooting you see, him in the back dead. I mean, his- Elizabeth, that's an excellent point. This is a horrible, horrible shooting, but there was no premeditation. This is manslaughter. Right. I believe that okay. this is manslaughter. And I, I think that uh, were I the officer. Uh, what'd you say, Leslie? I said the premeditation is racism. Right. Right. Uh, well, yeah. And I have a question. I have a question. Is it manslaughter? Did somebody still die, right? Here's the thing. When you move the taser, from where you had it 
into the side of his body and radio in that he had a taser on him that moves to some sort of premeditation to me you clearly were trying to cover up something and i say premeditation of murder because that dude probably wasn't even dead at that moment Mm -hmm. you didn't give him cpr like you wanted him to die and his blood boiling blood boiling about what somebody's unpaid child support tickets and what somebody dared to not do what you said this is this is where we're at and and it it really is where we're at that if this was a white person be like oh look they're just giving us some trouble it's a black person how dare you you uppity nigger how dare you you about to be dead because that's really what that's that's the blood boiling that that geraldo is referring to that happened and and all this you're saying is true but even beyond that on a more basic level there's a the, the the way the law is written. He wasn't a threat. Like you have to be an active threat to the officer, society. Right. At no point when a man is unarmed and running away from you is he a threat. Also, like he's a trained officer. Yes. When's the training supposed to kick in, man? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I feel like blood boiling at all. Even the, even in the target practice, the the target is facing towards you. So yeah. where the fuck is the training to shoot a motherfucker in the back and put your taser next to him i don't know they might flip him around we just don't know it yet yeah but they didn't come out yet with those uh black people running away from you targets that i guarantee (laughs) that that will be a thing if if it's not a thing which it probably already is a thing we will see that thing on the internet at some point Mm -hmm. and be like yep that sounds about right shoot him in the back officer's attorney i would begin the negotiation for that plea immediately this was unforgivable uh you know the fact that the he had a righteous traffic stop and a physical altercation does never gives you justification to aim and so calmly plug someone what about uh on one of the other all right so first of all when elizabeth hasselbeck is trying to be the the voice of reason anywhere that, yeah. that, that right there is just concerning, generally speaking. And I just want to mention that the, the definition of righteous is morally right or justifiable, mm-hmm. virtuous. That that's not something that should be applied to a traffic stop. Right. right. They don't I don't think he understands what it means because it shouldn't be applied to a traffic stop. Now, righteous. I can't speak for everybody else. But before we move to the next segment, I need a palate cleanser. So I'm just gonna play some, uh, play some of this, um, I don't know. What, uh, here we go. Nicki Minaj, Beyonce. I just need like a minute to get my mind back right so we can laugh. Yo, B. They ready. Let's go. Feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling my I'm feeling myself. 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 I'm feeling my I'm with some hood girls looking back at it. And a good girl in my tax bracket. Got a black card and let's sex have it. Chanel bags. It's a bad habit. I do balls, damn average. My made back, black man. Bitch never left, but I'm back at it. And I'm feeling myself, Jack Rabbit. Feeling myself, back off, cause I'm feeling myself. Jack off. When he wax off, wax, wax on, on, works off. National anthem, hats off. We got a nigga that bad toss. When it's move like mask off, I'm feeling myself. 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 Change the game with that digital drop. Know who you was when that digital pop. Male or female, make no difference, I'll stop the world. World stop. Carry on. Kitty on feet. Pretty on feet. Pretty, 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 pretty,
spirit for his breakfast. Every time I whip it, I be talking so reckless. He like, damn, nigga, it's tight. I'm like, yeah, nigga, you right. He said, damn, babe, you so little, but you be really taking his pipe. I said, yes, daddy, I do. Give me brain like NYU. I said, teach me, nigga, teach me. All this learning here is by you. I'm whipping that work. Keep digging that work. I got it. 36 for that real. Pack it full of that bounce, baby. Man, I didn't even realize Beyonce had talked shit about that digital, though. <laughs> she sure did. She that shade out there. She stopped the world, y'all. Boom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be mad, Beck. Take your little That's boy. Karen's big chop uh, theme right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, I like your hair too, Leslie. I saw you got it, uh, got it did. Braid it up, yes. And yes, for my big march, I'm, uh, tomorrow, so. Yeah, man. It looks good. Um, all right. Let's talk about some more funny news. Um, a man went on one of these divorce court TV shows. Uh oh. And, um, he accused his wife of a very specific, uh, infidelity. Um, okay. Let's see if I can play this. He accused me, this sounds, Mr. Sellers? No. This First of all, you're on divorce court, sir. <laughs> right. Did you really just say objection like you a motherfucking lawyer? <laughs> Nobody's taking you seriously. Uh, objection, your honor. <laughs> okay. If it pleased the court. Man, this is TV. Shut up. <laughs> this is what we want to hear. He accused me. This objection. Sounds, Mr. Sellers, okay. no. <laughs> this sounds, like, By the no. way, I love this black judge on divorce court. She's just like, Mr. No. Okay. Yeah, I'm not even going to allow you to do this. <laughs> the people on TV don't want to hear objections. <laughs> He's like Jennifer Lewis as a judge. That's what I think. Yes. I see her. <laughs> she, I put her in the chat. Uh, I put the video in the chat for people that want to see like, it. She's like, we are not here for this, sir. Uh, no. Um, no sir. But yeah, her whole thing was like, come on, dog. Ain't nobody trying to. Didn't nobody think they were tuning in the law and order. Yeah, right. (laughs) They know it's divorce court and they know objections and habeas corpus or any of that bullshit up in here. Objection. Mr. Sellers, no. This sounds ridiculous, but um, he accused me of sleeping with the entire Wu-Tang Clan. (laughs) (laughs) The entire Wu-Tang Clan. How is about 50 of them? What about ODB? she couldn't get all of them. In. I mean, she, she didn't got fu- them all. She, hopefully, she didn't fuck. Uh, uh, you know, um, Golden Arms. I mean, he's not even in there. You know? There's a method, man. It's right. a lot of them. <laughs> like when you accuse her of sleeping with the Wu Tang Clan, do you say it all at the same time, or do you like? Rizza, Raekwon, Method Man, Jizza, the ODB, Ghostface Killer, Capadonna, Master Killer, Inspector Day, and and you God. And a bunch of people. I don't even know your names, but you're part of the group. The Killer Bees. (laughs) Did you fuck the Killer Bees, girl? (laughs) Be like, I just have Evis. Right. Girl, I love how she prefaced it with, this sounds ridiculous, but. Right. <laughs> By the way, she is like the whitest lady ever. Super white. What white. would the Wu-Tang Clan be doing with that girl? Right. Like, I can't even believe it. I mean, maybe. One in a train. Right. <laughs> I, I fucked Katie too, man. <laughs> Katie had some big ass titties. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Lysol. That's fuck Katie. <laughs> um, but yeah, he said, he's, 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 he
Uh, <laughs> and he meant that she did. She did, Joanna. She did. Mm-hmm. All of them. Um, I well, oh my god the crowd laughs yes, that's how ridiculous it sounds even if you don't know who the fuck the Wu-Tang Clan is you like this shit sounds ridiculous by the way this is why I love the voice court the crowd behind them the so courtroom <laughs> the courtroom is 90% black right so I don't know, by the way no other courtroom on earth has uh, 90%, black 90% black people uh, unless they're defendants, uh, cause oh, America, America's racist. Being with the entire Wu-Tang Clan. Um, he said she did though. <laughs> Real matter of fact, like she did. <laughs> she emphasized the entire. It. Entire. Mm-hmm. I was there. She had fucked the M-E-T-H-O-D man. Oh! Inspector Deck. She was Inspector Deck. She was Inspector Deck of the Inspector Deck, if you know what I'm saying. Well, do you even know the Wu Tang Clan? She went backstage. I did. Oh, so you did know them? Well, yes. I had an amazing night one night and a really good opportunity. It was amazing, all right. Hang on, Mr. (laughs) Silver. It was amazing. Um, How amazing was it? It was. She gave Wu some tang. I did not. Oh! <laughs> she gave the Wu some tang. <laughs> Sir. Oh, He's been saving that line. When they interviewed him to come on Divorce Court, he was like, I, don't, I got a line for y'all. I'm going to drop it. Just Yo, this whole court is out of order. Everybody is out of order. Yo ass. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> you know that? No, oh that was that judge had to be looking like what she gave the woo <laughs> some tang he has been ah! waiting to drop that waiting you know you know he's been waiting to drop it he don't work that all week go to jail okay. go directly to jail <laughs> right do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars. oh my god he's he's this speaking with conviction like he was there like he saw the video or something he, he's really you like you know what you know what man drew let's be honest it's like how y'all have an open beer relationship <laughs> Hey, you know your woman. That dude know he know his woman. He like she <laughs> fucked all the Wu Tang, man. Like you, he knew when she went backstage, she was fucking all the Wu Tang. He was like, "Damn, you going backstage?" Ah, oh, I already know these. It dudes was like me too. <laughs> an amazing ex- opportunity. I would be like, "Amazing opportunity." Hold up, Let's right? Want a minute? It's divorce court, so I can't tell if she's just being bitter and rubbing it in, or if she's like. Oh no, I fucked them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll never tell y'all. Your Honor, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. She's like, low key, I did it, but I'm just saying. Entire. Right. I get from the tank. I mean, Wu Tang forever, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> she gave Wu some tang. I did not, no. <laughs> Mr. Sellers, nothing inappropriate happened. And let me just, you know, put on the record that Wu Tang is nothing but gentlemen. Uh, I believe they're nothing to fuck with, so that all makes sense. I know that's a goddamn lie that the, right. all of the Wu Tang are nothing but gentlemen. She lying. Yeah, yeah. She lying right off the bat. She lying. I know she is. Maybe this happened. In, all of them. Yeah, maybe this happened in 2010, and then that's why she didn't fuck them. Maybe if this shit happened in like 1998, oh, you fucked them. Oh, you fucked oh, them. Yeah. But yeah. For real, she's, she's admitting she knows all of them, right? She's like, mm-hmm. oh, they're all gentlemen. I know. First them. of all, uh, the RZA is a perfect gentleman. 
All right. Um, he likes all his money in paper bags. Red right. man is highly educated. He went yes. to school. Didn't you see the movies? Mm-hmm. These dudes are from Staten high. Island. There are no gentlemen on Staten Island. I can right. vouch for that quite right. specifically. Well, I talked to Raekwon, the chef, and he made a delicious omelet. Oh, not the chef! <laughs> and uh, those face killer was there. <laughs> they treated me highly respectful. I had no, I never, I would never cheat on him. But mm-hmm. also, I, I don't know if this is appropriate to say, but I would never be like a bust down or a groupie in mm-hmm. that type of situation. <laughs> it just, yo, she know the lingo. She did it. She got to preface it with if it's appropriate. If you ask right. yourself that, don't say it. A woman that white ain't supposed to know that. Nope. She, she did it. Down? She did it. She, she been on ballalert.com. I, I bet say, she is got, this a ball alert? Right. <laughs> right. I bet you we Googled and we probably hear about her story out there. Right. You know, she pulled up in the parking lot to the court today like, yeah. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Gucci got my 12 ball. <laughs> no, I'm not a bust down. You. I use condoms. I kept my lady points together. Okay? Oh, we called and a busted down. What happened is I met Wu-Tang. I got on their tour bus. I went back to the hotel and I was just hanging out all night. And it was amazing. And I mean, we weren't, we were not doing anything but talking. Were you, were you with Mr. Salad? No. Were you dating no, Mr. Salad? I yeah. was dating him. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, sorry. Yes, I was dating him at the time, and he was living at my house. Mm-hmm. And now I lost track of time, and I didn't really oh. look at the time. And all of a sudden, I look at my clock, and I'm 7 in the morning, and I was like, Ooh. I got to get out of here. And so I jumped in a taxi, and I went home immediately. And as soon as I was at home, I get approached by Nate, and he starts accusing me of sleeping with them all. And but you, you look- stayed out all night, got on a tour I bus did. with a, with a, a like band or a group. I mean, that... that that's bust down behavior, is it not? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yes, that's For, Peter Fire. That's why the channel is bust down behavior. Right, on- you party with them with them all night. Come on, let me tell y'all something. Listen, I love the hell out of Karen. Mm-mm. You spend all night with Wu Tang, it's over. <laughs> I don't. I don't give a fuck if you fuck them. Like you don't even need to fuck them for it to be over. Just the fact that you went out till eight in the morning and with Wu Tang, I I don't trust anyone that much. Period. Not myself. (laughs) If if I hung out with Wu Tang till eight in the morning, when I got home, I would expect it to be over. That's not. That's not a reasonable expectation. Period. No. Um. uh, Amber Rose advises Karuchi Tran. To take Chris Brown back. <laughs> Amber Rose recently made up with um with with Wiz Khalifa. Wiz Khalifa made a song about how they need to get together for the for the sake of their son. Mm. And he uh <laughs> ironically, uh I guess I mean, true story, he was on WWE uh like Monday Night Raw oh, my John performing. Cena. And he said John Cena convinced him to get back with uh, Amber Rose. Talk, so, to the, talk to the wrestling man. Talking to the wrestling man. <laughs> Who does fake shit for a living. Got his life together. He said, hey, man. I'll just picture like John Cena in some like tight briefs talking to you about <laughs> talking to you about life and shit. Like and some gold ass boots and everything just like glistening. Like right. This. 
face. Yes. All greased up and shit. Right. And like, yeah, it's man. Red, right, and blue elbow pads. You know oh. what? Love is about trust. I'm just like, are, are you talking to me? Yes. Dude, you have on tights and no shirt. Right. Don't and and tassels on your boots. Come on. Yeah. You hit people for a living for fake. Just Yeah, but his shit's going to be dope. I bet you it's brilliant as hell. Right? Like he just drops like total knowledge because it, it's working. Mm, he's like a philosopher and shit. Yeah. A low key, like John saying, that has like a doctorate in psychology. <laughs> Watch. Right. We just don't know it. We don't know it. John Cena's like, love is about the spaces in between the words. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Damn, John Cena kind of right. deep, man. What did, what, he, what did he tell him? You go all 12 rounds yeah. for love. Mm-hmm. Then, he, <laughs> <laughs> then, he, then he suplexed me and I knew. I knew. Right. I need to be together. He, he gave me the figure four, and I know I had to tap out. So, yeah, she told Karuchi, uh she needs to give Chris Brown one more chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, if you don't stay out of her business, <laughs> like, she finally she finally shook the drugs, and your ass went back, and now you're trying to blank. You're trying to get her back on it. Mm-hmm. Truth be told, let's all be honest. I mean, she don't need nobody to tell her to get back together with Chris Brown. As soon as Chris Brown said he wanted to get back together, she, she'll be back together. Hey, he been trying on a low, and she been de- denying him. So I feel like Iyanla fixed her life. Is she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, them big old boobies. He been trying for he been trying for a couple of weeks through Instagram yeah. and f- calling her and calling her friends. Really? And yeah. she's been strong so far, right, so I'm like, crowning week, right? When mm-hmm. was that? Last Saturday, right? They had that intervention. I guess it happened a few weeks ago in reality. Yeah, right. right. So knock on wood. Yeah, knock we we, we hope she keep this up. I hope she does. Yeah, crying in black lady titties <laughs> will make everything all right. Mm-hmm. Them bosoms, them bosoms helped out. They might have fixed her life, man. And I hope that's what happened because she's lucky. If you're being honest, she got out of there with no baby. Right, like, no baby and mm-hmm. no black eyes. Exactly. So, you you that's the plus with Chris Brown. Walk away while you while you still ahead because it can get bad. Um, men with bigger bellies make better lovers. Study says. Mm. 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 I believe it. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense to me. <laughs> Uh, ladies, you may think you want to listen to the two of you. Makes sense to me. <laughs> Ladies, what you? That's you the, I'm gonna you start walking around. This. I'm gonna start walking around with tighter shirts, like ladies. <laughs> How's it doing? How y'all going? Uh, ladies, you may want to. You may want a man with chiseled abs, a la Ryan Gosling. But it turns out, romance with a larger gentleman could do wonders for your sex life. Uh, uh, you know what? There's the aesthetic value of dating somebody that looks good. That you know, maybe it compensates for the fact that they come in two minutes. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, but I am dating Ryan Gosling. So, I mean, shit. Who knows? Maybe one day it'll take him 10 minutes to come. Um, new research is showing that men with larger bellies make better lovers due to having enhanced stamina in the bedroom. That's probably because that's like Sorry. nature is just slowing us down. That's all. <laughs> what were you going to say, Drew? It's, a, uh, it's not a belly. It's a gas tank for a sex machine, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> That's why we keep our extra loving, ladies. <laughs> uh, scientists at Ursiri, uh, does it hurt that I can't pronounce this university's name? <laughs> Is it accredited? Like, Is scientists at Phoenix, mm. scientists at Phoenix University, uh, <laughs> for group, for, for groupies and bust downs. Oh, Lord. <laughs> now, scientists for Ursiri, CES University in Kayseri, Turkey, uh, surveyed 200 men and compared their body mass index with their sexual performance. 
their study found that overweight men with obvious bellies and a higher bmi lasted 7.3 minutes on average in bed by the way isn't that sad 7.3 is like the upper the average. arc the average. like that's our upper arc is like yeah man put on this weight but i can go 7.3 minutes <laughs> ladies would you like 7.3 minutes of hot pipe all right i'm longer than a minute right men <laughs> men in the slimmer group lasted two minutes on average oh. wow. damn well that's longer than a minute too but uh your hot pocket needs two minutes and 30 seconds so two minutes nigga you can like some popcorn fuck and get it out when you're done <laughs> like I, you just, and start eating it in that period of time right, you're like let me put my lean in and everything mm. i'm gonna i'm gonna pretend that on the the big belly side yeah. yes it's seven minutes but rodimus my suggestion is there's some outliers that are skewing the data because right. that's the average of seven minutes like yeah. the standard deviation could be like 40 minutes there's True. a couple of blokes that are putting yeah. it down i'm just saying that's my hypothesis yeah i mean you look it's drew I'm, that's your hypothesis in here yeah. look, <laughs> i'm not trying to brag drew but i feel seven minutes is short I'll just put i'm it just that saying way. i'm, I'm just not saying. and i'm not trying and i, I swear <laughs> to god this is not patting myself on the back i just feel seven minutes is pretty fucking short <laughs> like the, like like i don't know about you man but sometimes i'll look at the clock and i'll be like no like, <laughs> like I can't be that guy. I don't want to be that guy to be like be guy. Oh, tonight. Oh tonight you get three minutes of pipe. Like I can't do that. I can't. Honestly, this isn't this isn't humble brag. This yeah. isn't humble brag. There are days I wish I could come in seven minutes. Right. Like, like we don't got enough time. Like I wish I could do it in seven minutes. I, like, if anything, I'm envious. If anything, <laughs> of these dudes that can, because they get to go on with the rest of their day. They can go play video games, right. read comic Not tying up their wife time. She ain't going to watch Scandal, how to right. get away with murder, other shit. Jeez. Me, personally, I'm like, that's it? Seven minutes of, no, thanks. <laughs> Seven minutes in heaven, no thanks. That's that's uh, high school games. Oh, high school games. Yeah. A study reads, as BMI increased, the number of patients decreased in the premature ejaculation group. So why does a larger belly mean a man is able to have sex for longer? Experts suggest that more fat around the stomach area can mean a man has more estradiol. Estradiol is a female sex hormone which helps to inhibit orgasms for males. So eat up, fellas. Not too much because it's a, in all seriousness, while being overweight makes you last longer in bed, it can also have a negative impact on your long-term health. Oh, that's hating. Yeah, I was just trying to hate. They took that last line in there to be like, you gonna die. I'm die like, soon. Right. I'll die happier. Right. But she'll be coming though. That's nigga. right. <laughs> so, ladies, it's a trade off. It's a trade off. Ladies need to start. Now everybody's like, maybe I should have talked to Rick Ross when he was fat. <laughs> now that he's eating them pears and shit, I don't want him. Right. He turned to a vegan. Um, shout out to my girl, Fantasia. Mm. um we know how she gets down um this is for an article from ball alert uh did fantasia just announce her divorce breakup via instagram (laughs) (laughs) that's not surprising the way folks do it nowadays i absolutely love this (laughs) Fantasia's blackness is always on fleek she has no 
like filter for anything like she just i does play i posted a link to this and fonte from little brother uh and foreign exchange uh and just fonte by himself he uh responded on twitter like i love my niggas <laughs> I, was like, I know it's so black that's the blackest way to get a divorce she posted i'll put the picture in the chat of the actual um instagram post but she basically posted a picture of the rings from their marriage off like laying down and underneath the caption said it take by the way tasia's word is the name of it of her instagram account maybe i'm being petty i really think she meant to say tasia's world and spelled it wrong definitely (laughs) y'all know she has some literacy issues so yeah tasia's word don't sound right um (laughs) it is done dot 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 the kids and i will always love you heart emoji I got to stay strong for Granny. He was the best man I knew. Kendall, you are loved. Well, damn. That's yeah. a lot going on in one Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Back in 2014, September, she married. She uh, she secretly got married to a man named Kendall Taylor. Mm. At damn, that was fast. <laughs> oh, Two thousand what was that? Fourteen. 14. It's Se- not even a year. God, it's Jeez. done already. That's some big diamonds for just a year. Right. Mm-hmm. I was looking like, God damn. She posted photos rocking a new piece of finger jewelry. She also referred to Kendall as her husband and herself as Mrs. Taylor several times. And a month after we broke the news on the secret nuptials, Kendall got Fantasia's name tattooed on him. Mm-hmm. Whether or not the two officially tied or not, it appeared that they called it quits. At least according to the recent post on her Instagram page where she is saying her goodbyes. Fantasia posted a photo of a set of rings and slash wedding bands with the caption, it is done. The kids and I will always love you. I got to stay strong for granny. He was the best man I knew. Kendall, you are love. She was singing that gospel song kind of hard at Black Girls Rock. My sister saw her in concert last night mm-hmm. in New York. Shout out to Brooklyn. She might be singing that, singing that pain out. She specifically was like, she, you know, she's going through a lot with her grandmother and everything. And I was like, but did she, did she just download everybody in the whole audience to let them know what was going on before she started? <laughs> Man, I'm not going to lie. It's something about Fantasia that is sexy in like the dirtiest way possible. I don't know why. <laughs> like she just got this look about her. Like she'll do anything. <laughs> That's what yeah. it like she the was singing sound you just made. I can hear you getting all mad at me now, Leslie. Yeah. Sorry. She was singing she was singing a gospel song and I in my mind, my mind was like, but I want her. And I was like, that's Yeah, her, her slit was up to her coochie lips. Right? It's something about it. It's just like just like I don't know. Like she's, she's always throwing her shoes off. It's a lot of like, you yeah. know, she will, she will go there. Yes. That's like definitely. she would definitely date a dude that worked at like Payless. Well, I mean she, she dated that team mobile she, she was so angry. Angry. Mm-hmm. What's that big hit song of hers, Leslie? Uh, I need a hood boy, six foot four. Like, that's, that's her song. That is her song. You're right. That's about her that. type, man. Yeah, she had that baby mama song. Like, mm-hmm. she good. So, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. It's something about her. So, I could definitely see how, you know, she could just go out there and get another man. You know what I mean? So, oh, with no problem. All that booty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she do got a lot of that. She keeping the diamonds because she put the picture up. So, right. Uh, so yeah, she, the comments, cause it's ball alert. I gotta read the comments. Angelica Field says, dang, she can't ever keep a relationship. Have people not heard of fighting for things anymore? I wonder what happened. Sugar Bear says, I'm so sick of these celebs posting cryptic messages on the internet. <laughs> either they be straight, either be straight or shut up. They, re- so petty. <laughs> they really need to keep their relationship drama to themselves. 
why share your problems with twitter and instagram v says uh you know those upward signs like the post above me and she <laughs> says right keep your ish quiet and take some time for yourself of jumping into relationships with no downtime for yourself or your or for working on yourself okay brazil says caller alert without them putting their shit on what will we talk about without this mm-hmm. <laughs> brazil says that was quick but definitely some things should be kept quiet private you didn't want to p- publicly create wait publicly celebrate or admit to your marriage but you'll publicly state that you got rid of him selena says i don't understand how a single parent is able to jump from one relationship to another i don't bother to date because i really don't have time right now with one child so there's no way I keep bringing different men around my baby. Too costly, risky, and emotional. I just can't. And finally, Sugar Bear says, Fantasia might be the kind of woman who can't be alone. Some people just want someone else to be a, a, someone else around, even if their relationship isn't healthy. True. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to say, uh, she tried to make it work. God bless her and her wonderful children. See, and, some, ah! sometimes you gotta be above it, and that make everybody feel ashamed of themselves. <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just gonna make them feel above it, uh, like I'm above it. Uh, but yeah, man, Fantasia got that um, Instagram divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, in conspiracy theory news, mm-hmm. I, I made up a conspiracy theory before we went on the air. Um, Jay Z shared a video on Instagram from the wedding uh, with Beyonce that happened seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Seven years ago, y'all. They've right. been married seven years. It's mm-hmm. been that long. If this is a, like people always speculate that it's a publicity stunt, who keeps this shit going for seven years? Right. Like, anyway, ain't no publicity worth that. I've been in a marriage for longer than seven years. Let me tell you guys, uh, if you're only you doing it for publicity, down. you would give up by then. What? You, you're like, peace, I'm out. The publicity has been reached the apex of what we needed to. Yeah, if I done made their money, cash they checks them out. Right. Not to mention, you could get way more publicity in a public divorce at this point. So I really Correct. think they, look, far be it from me to say I know anybody's business because I don't. But there's certain couples that I really do believe love each other. Will and Jada. Uh, yeah, I think they really do. Jay and Beyonce. Yep. And of course, the motherfucking Obamas. Don't nobody come from my Obamas. Preach. I, I believe in that shit. They break up, man. I'm going to stop the show. We're not, <laughs> we're not doing no show that night. Um, so yeah, he put out this video on Instagram. And, uh, well, I don't know why I stopped playing, but it was just the Forever Young um, song and then them hold hands uh on the altar you know which is cool um so that was that's only part one of my conspiracy theory okay so he put this out got 31.2 thousand likes on instagram uh mad comments yeah it's him putting the ring on all that stuff all right a beautiful ring it's big as shit right fantasia like that's why i got divorced that ring wasn't that my ring wasn't big as that Right. They um I I think that that was shown during the on the run tour. Drew and I saw the show, and they have a part at the end, and yes. they showed that video and everything during that song mm-hmm. after the credits. So he at put that credit. out. That was dope. Mm-hmm. Then unrelated. Okay, I'm not saying that this is a hundred percent confirmed. This is just my theory. Okay, unrelated. That same day, Solange knows business and creative partner Armina Musa, twenty four got stabbed 10 times and it's a critical <laughs> condition critical condition she's 
now the suspect is aronicia christoph uh she's in charge of second degree murder right now um uh so you know oh so she the lady died she died well that's they're saying that what i say is she got charged with second degree murder. let me see yeah, arrest and book the suspect for second degree murder. Um, oh I heard she got stabbed, but I didn't know she died. Well, I don't, it didn't say she died. It just said that she got, a, this other woman got arrested and charged with second degree murder. It didn't say she oh. got stabbed. Um, there's a picture of her, um, the woman that's accused of the stabbing. Let me put that in the chat for you guys to see. Um, she got a nice fro, man, but, uh, she do got that crazy look. Like, I stab a bitch. Was this in New Orleans or where? Uh, let's see. This happened in the New Orleans St. Roach area. Mm. Uh, it was first reported to the news according to records filed at the Orleans Parish Criminal District Court. Christoph was arrested at the location of the stabbing around 703. Um, uh, courthouse sources told NOLA.com Solange attended Christoph's first appearance at the Orleans Parish Criminal Court on Thursday. Mm. So why would Solange attend if she had nothing to do with it? Mm-hmm. I think Solange saw that wedding video and got so upset that she just like like a criminal boss mastermind in a in a movie, she couldn't control her rage and she just stabbed her second in command. Oh, and then she had this girl take the rap for it. Right. <clears throat> Cause we already know from the video footage, Solange is violent and she don't like Jay Z. Mm-mm. And she don't like that Beyonce is married to him, so that's my criminal conspiracy theory for the day. So you guys, controversy, um, but I ain't buying mm-hmm. it. No, Mm-mm. you're not buying it, Karen. It's like, of course, some shit goes down when there's a hundred dollars in the elevator. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Solange Gate, <laughs> day two hundred and forty-three. Oh, we need the breaking news. Uh, where is my breaking? I, you know what? Where is my breaking news sound effect? Yeah, I think we that. actually had to change because they took the breaking news theme off, and yeah. we got new breaking, breaking news. news new breaking uh news. where's the new breaking news sound I don't effect know, but uh, I remember we had to go find it damn it now now i'm gonna what... be lost in spotify looking for this fucking <laughs> i don't remember what we called it damn they took the new one off oh nobody man. wants us to have breaking news come on now we gotta we gotta keep breaking news well now i gotta go find the new breaking news guys i'm sorry the thing that pissed me off the other day though speaking of solange why are you looking for that rod mm-hmm. it was the article i think it was like buzzfeed or one of these aggregate uh sites and it was like uh 30 um famous siblings you've never heard of and the fourth one they put up was solange i was wow that's shade that's shade that's why I she stabbed, stabbed it she had to stab that girl that's um, what happened let me see what about this one I know. Nah, not Mm-mm. no, not too, regal, no, no. too tight writery. Was it? Wait, DJ Smalls and Slim Thug have a breaking news song. Oh, what is that gonna sound like? It's gotta be a skit, right? Where, according to some witness, yeah, that's a skit. Uh, let's see, breaking news. Nope, that doesn't sound right. God damn it! I know the breaking news we had was perfect. What is happening here today? What do you think about that, Karen? Yeah, mm-hmm. no. Too techno beady. Okay. What about what about that one? That was okay, but I just like that horns the way the other one just was like dun dun dun. Right. I can go with this one. 
Oh, you know what? Not like that one. You yes. Know, you know what? That's good. I'm yes. Gonna, all right. So we, we got new breaking news sound. Yes. Effect. I like that one because because I just like the way the beat just drops. Yeah, that yeah. was kind of funky, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I can deal with that one. That one, other one was too rock, too right, too rocky, too techno-y. All right. So yeah, that's my conspiracy theory. Solange killed that, that girl. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Allegedly. I mean, it's a comedy podcast. You can't hold me to my word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, man. Um, let's see. Was there any other news I wanted to cut? Um, let's see. Oh, here's one. Um, Jeopardy the other day had a guy on there who, uh, they had a question in common law. In common law, the age of signaling, um, wait, hold on. Let me just play it. Uh, in life for 400, please. In common law, the age of this signaling adulthood is presumed to be 14 in boys and 12 in girls. Tom? What is the age of consent? No. Oh. oh. oh somebody don't know the law. Oh. His face was the best. First of all, he throws so much shade on Jeopardy. We watch every, we watch every day Jeopardy. He is the shade master on that show and his face was like a no. Yeah, I feel like they should have imported the prices right horns <laughs> for that segment. <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're a pedophile, dude. Sir, you're <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> the, the age of this right? they knew that when they set that question up they was like come on they needed to get Anton Dawson to hide your kids hide your wife mm-hmm. this uh, dude don't do it. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious though that dude was like um, what is if there's grass on the field and you can play ball <laughs> no nope. dude didn't even hesitate there was no pause at all he's like yes. he was thinking about it he was he's ready. like I, I know this one Right. <laughs> uh, what's uh, old enough to shave? Old enough to have sex? No. Nope. What's, that's what's not the we just getting pubic hair? Right. Four <laughs> uh, hundred. Uh, Malia and Sasha Obama won Time Magazine's um, most twenty um, most. They were put on Time Magazine's twenty five most influential uh, teens list. Oh, I know we had an issue with that. Mm-hmm. Michelle Obama doesn't think her daughters Sasha and Malia are influential at all, despite recently being named two of the 25 most influential teens by Time Magazine. Michelle Obama doesn't think her daughters Sasha and Malia Obama are deserving of the title. The first lady brought it up during an interview on Live with Kelly and Michael, where the co-hosts are currently reporting from the White House and admitted that she doesn't know why her girls were given the honor. Wow, the sound just went crazy. Yeah, shout out to thegrill.com. Um, you guys have a pop out, a pop up on your app that does not work on your back. Right, because I was looking, uh, why won't that shit X out? <laughs> yeah, there's nowhere to click off of it. And even though I like their Facebook page, it still was like, like our Facebook page and it stayed on there forever. Um, also you guys have two videos of the same thing embedded on the site and they don't even start at the same time. Fuck y'all. <laughs> um, anyway, um, what happened was uh they got named Time Magazine's like most influential and then they had um uh on live with Kelly and Michael, Michelle Obama um went on there to talk about her two daughters. Aww. And um she basically said, I don't know why they made it because they ain't did shit. Yep. <laughs> like any real mama. Like any real black mama. Right, she's still right. black, y'all. What have they accomplished? That's that lame duck blackness. We do that. We do that on our show every week. Lame yeah. duck blackness. They are not playing. She's, she's still, like, yeah, they ain't done shit. 
don't don't do that yeah oh i love it she's like no nope <laughs> they still need to do these chores when they get home though. and they home <laughs> and they homework yeah um so yeah i thought that was cool um let's go ahead and we've been doing this for a while we had to talk about all that black shit earlier let's get into uh ball alert it's about that time Gotta hit up to a bar, Gucci never die car. We call them five star, five star nigga, that's a five star flick. That's a six forty-five. That that new M6 with a big give a half, it might even pay a rent. And the way she give it to me, best money I ever spent. I, I can't even lie. I, I'm so super high. Ha. Do not need her when I keep her unless she is fly. Uh in the club, yo girl to your shrubs, Yeah, all my bitches love me. That we can beat all right it's time to get serious guys yes we've talked about a lot of stuff but this is the most important thing of the day Mm. Here's your choices, guys. I'm going to let y'all pick together. All right. See if you guys are really a team. Number one, and this is new, so I don't know if there'll be a lot of comments, but it's new. Groupie Tales. I had a relationship with Michael Phelps, but now he's engaged. Mm. Number two, ballerific relationships, but he's not your man. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, number three. So your baller wants to fly you out. Blogged by Queen Divine. <laughs> she always had a most advice. And number four, Young Bird Groupie Tail. And let's go with number five. Uh, are you knowingly dating a deadbeat? The deadbeat enabler by Nova Giovanni. Ooh. Mm. Oh, that's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoiler alert. I'm, I'm just going to pick. Drew, Drew's yeah, not. I don't, I don't, I'm not. Okay. She's just uh, that, that, I'm a wise man. I'm just going to sit here and whatever you decide. But I'm, I know you're not going with Michael Phelps. No, hell no, I'm not. I'm going to go with number two. All right, number two. Ballerific relationships, but he's not your man. Yes. All right, let's see this one. Um, <laughs> as some, I love when ballerers like, let's give you some advice. Because <laughs> you need this in your life. Yep. Uh, this is boasted by a simple bijou. Uh, you may know her from the comments section. Mm-hmm. One of the hardest challenges a woman can face is falling in love with a man who isn't giving her any signs he wants to commit. Now, we all have it in us. We all have our moment where we are a bit of a hopeless romantic when it comes to a particular guy. It's the talk that looms between every man and woman where there lies some type of physical or emotional attraction. So you discuss becoming his girlfriend and moving your relationship to the next level. However, he makes it very clear he is not looking for a relationship. No matter what reason he may give you, he remains adamant he wants no commitment with you. So you continue to deal with him, and you make yourself believe the two of you are in a relationship. You hang out, text, talk all the time. You cook for him. You send cute selfies. 
feed his sexual desires and do all the things that a girlfriend does you make yourself wonder where his head is really at now don't be fooled because he gets bothered and shows some jealousy when you talk to other guys forget his actions girl remember what his mouth has told you as a woman as a woman you can't continue to give a man girlfriend benefits when he blatantly tells you he doesn't want any commitment with you just because he decides to go along with this shouldn't should not be confused with some secret desire you hope he has to one day be with you bottom line is he's not your man no matter how much of yourself you give to this man you will still find yourself months maybe even years later with no relationship and him moving making some other woman his girlfriend it told if told you wait if told you he doesn't want a relationship with you take it for what it is what is yoda write that sentence (laughs) (laughs) if told you he doesn't want a relationship (laughs) for it is what they take it um no matter how much you give that man the cow he's never gonna buy your milk oh lord stop holding on to false hope and giving benefits to a man that has no plans to invest in you he is being clear as to what he wants and honey it's not you remember before you act he's not your man Mm. i think that's a sub that's a sub article at somebody of course like you would never take my man specific shade Mm. yes definitely Mm. Mm. now talking to you ccd looking on a baller for she marcy says everything about this article is absolutely correct there may be very few that might change his mind but if a man says he doesn't want to be in a relationship listen to what he is saying or get your feelings hurt this happened to me because he would stay one he would say one thing and his actions were different and i wasted years on him it wasn't until he made someone else's girlfriend that i finally get the hint sorry for the novel lol and then she put a smiley face wiping her forehead (laughs) A symbol Bijou says, we've all been there. Life lesson. <clears throat> now, she wrote the article, so she's, I feel like she's talking from experience. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Formerly known as Ginger says, ouch, this hurt. I spent the last three months dealing with a dude that I have a great, have great chemistry with, but he doesn't want a relationship. Whenever I pull back, he becomes upset and reels me back in. I'm over it. So that was na- you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ginger's trying to get over it, y'all. <laughs> So nasty and so rude says, I just dealt with a situation kind of similar to this, except I got played for a fool. He just called me last week wondering why I won't talk to him after two months, and I just hung up in his face. I'm tired of repeating myself. Man, this this article felt like it got to the core of a lot of the issues that we see mm-hmm. on the side, a lot of the hurt and distrust. So good for them, man. That's that's all the comments. So uh, back to the song. It's your boy, yo, got it. I do grade A shit. I'm the realest nigga walking. And just the remix, and I'm still out here looking for a five star chick. When I got to, I'm a gutter with some five star kids. She a black and born hustler. She chasing no suckers. On the mess of real niggas. She don't never fuck the buster. So your cars and your jury down. Really don't decide her. If a man's niggas in the club, gonna fight her. She was born in the A, went to school in DC. Got a job in Dallas, Texas. This you move to Tennessee. If you ain't a five star story, curly headed face to face, goofy face, Louis Jordan, that'll make you face. 
I'm the five star bitch, cause I ate that other bitch. She be struggling for hers from the womb, I've been rich. I ain't gotta talk about the money and the shoot game. All you gotta do is Google Trina, see the fruit, man. But of these hoes doing shows in a recession, they cars get declined, now they suffering the depression. While I'm spending meals, sending all kinds of deals, I'm a five star bitch, eating five star meals. My whole lifestyle, like coming to America. I'm a Louis Luggage, see my bag, how I carry up. Through the airport like I'm on parade on my hologram, logging in the E trade. It ain't a five star, that's a five star. I need a. All right, all right. I miss Trina. I do, man. She good. I need more Trina in my life. Trina is what? necessary for people that got goals they want to accomplish. Oh yeah, good workout. You lose some weight, with mm-hmm. Trina. Just yeah. in life, just in life. Generally, yeah. You want that promotion in work? Don't want some Trina. Well, I'm yep. a five star bitch. Kick the door down. Like I'm gonna get mm-hmm. this motherfucking promotion today. Even get- Nikki. Uh, now that we got the Nicki Minaj version, man. Even her verse, though. No, oh, they killed it. Mm. Um, I gotta make a Nicki Minaj playlist with her rapping because I could deal with that. Yeah, like all that talking and that that singing and shit. Nope. Uh, anyway, <laughs> time for our other game before we get out of here. Yes. Uh, it's time for some guest to race. Now that it's time for some guest of race. That's right, it's guest of race time. Now that it's time for some guest of race. That's right, it's guest of race time. That's right, it's time for guest the race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe, and we ask our contestants today, Drew and Leslie from the Interracial John Podcast, to guess the race and the chat room plays long and they're racist all right i'm so nervous right now you guys i'm so bad at guess the race as you should be <sighs> as you should be <laughs> we're gonna make fun <laughs> if you miss uh there's a man in um germany uh he's 45 years old and he enlarged his penis with silicone injections and now he's too big, so he struggles to have sex. White. Done. Just white. Small. The same stuff they put in their boobs. A German man who had his penis enlarged with silicone injections claims that it now weighs half a stone. <laughs> How much weight is that? Hold on. Uh, let's see. He's putting it in stones. A half of a damn stone. Germany. So they... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh apparently a stone is fourteen pounds. God damn. So he has a seven pound penis. Mm. Wow. Wonder how many minutes he lasts. Um so he has a nine inch long, three point five inch penis that weighs around seven and a half to nine and a half pounds, between three and four kilograms, he says. Right, what what wants to fuck that? I want my uterus. <laughs> I can't exactly say how much it weighs. I just know that my kitchen scale, which goes up to six, <laughs> six point six pounds, hasn't been enough for a while. I just 
chick and this dude with his fucking dick on a kitchen scale. Like, for real. Like, that was his, that's all he could do. Just like, let me just throw my, my junk on this fucking yeah. scale. Well, he did Vegetables. say a stone, so he probably just, it probably <laughs> doesn't even go down. It probably just hard all the time. He just took it and went plop. Uh, he said that he lives 45. He lives in Berlin, Berlin. He says his penis permanently enlarged in this way, not because it makes him feel more beautiful, but because it makes him feel better. Mm. Better oh, than what? Better than not getting no pussy at all. How does this affect his balls? That's my question. Better than who? Okay. Yeah. Um, curiously, the silicone implants provide no physical pleasure and actually make sex more difficult for him. Although it's not impossible. He cannot get a normal erection and any increase in size is not visible due to all the silicone. Duh. But although his giant penis restricts his sex life, he says it makes him more creative in the bedroom. <laughs> After you reach a certain size, you can't do certain things anymore, he says. At least not with everyone and not without some foreplay. Yo, he's the only dude that's like, yo, I need a woman that fucked all the Wu-Tang. Okay? <laughs> and he'll, be, he'll be happy to, to bring, bring, you know, yeah. bring you it up in the You all rear. the Wu-Tang, then I'm ready to bring the pain. It, it, it at nine pounds, this thing's like a like a bat, like it's like, it's a, like, like a bludgeoning baby. weapon. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. bigger than a baby dog. No, it's crazy. And yeah. someone said it in the chat room about forty five minutes ago. But that sponsor who will not be named, like, mm-hmm. no, they blew it. They blew it. This yeah. is the episode. This, you know, you got to sponsor every episode now. Um, Man, you finished with that. Your ovaries out of whack. Everything you fallopian missing, fallopian tube done popped. Who wants to deal with that? Right, his penis is an abortion. Right. It's the day after pill and everything. Because <laughs> he's going to damage everything in there. Uh, he, is, he started his interest in penis modification 20 years ago when he was given a pump as a present. Mm. I wonder if that person feels bad. They should. They you know? enable this. Right. Like, I started him down this path of one of their nine-pound penis. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I was way too curious not to try it out. First, I tried to seek, tried it secretly for myself. And I found that when I went out and pumped up, when I went out pumped up, it was a good feeling. It felt great. How long does this penis stay pumped up, though? I, yes, and the, and 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 the thing about pumps, I thought that was supposed to be temporary, right? Doesn't it go of course, down? Okay. Yeah. I had a feeling that I wasn't trapped in the body I was born with, but that I had the possibility ability to shape it myself to change it. Mm-mm. You know, I guess it's kind of like. Like it's almost like when people are transgender and they just feel that they always were in a different body. And he Maybe. always felt he needed a nine pound penis. He was yeah. always in a different penis. Right. Uh-huh. He's like, this is not the penis that I feel I have in my brain. <laughs> the penis <laughs> I have in my brain is like some. <laughs> it's like some Japanese. Yeah, it's Japanese hentai porn. Right. Large. Oh. <laughs> so his first person penis didn't work for him. He had to change it up, upgrade mm-hmm. it. Yep. The feeling was great, but I didn't like getting the injections. There's always a risk of infection. And also, people around me started to wonder why my groin area would change in size. That's why I started looking for something more permanent. Who wants to get shot in the penis on purpose? It took me... Well, this guy. Where do you... Just like practicality, like where do you put a nine-pound penis when you're just like walking and shit? Like, that's a lot of cock. I mean... Yes. Where does where a, a 900 pound gorilla sit? Wherever it wants. Same right. thing. Same thing. <laughs> nine, nine pound penis is pretty much the same thing. Whoever yeah. it wants to go. Yeah. Uh, it took him several years to find out about silicone injections, which were available in London when he first began researching them. However, rather than seeking professional medical help, he went to a medical student who agreed to perform the first injections. <gasps> 
He's had four procedures done, which involve injecting silicone to his penis and scrotum. Oh, the balls too. The balls. You know, I. You know what? That makes sense. You don't get a new roof and fuck the basement. Right. <laughs> right. Because then your balls gonna look extra, extra small yeah. with a big ass penis. People will be right. like, "What's up with your testicles?" Yeah, you gotta get the balls pumped up too. That only makes oh, sense. Oh, well, he don't get well. Nobody rains on his house. They was like, "Nope, you, you nope, I'm not coming there." Because not only is your roof too big, your basement, your basement's too much too. Yep. So guess the race of Misha Stuns. Misha Stuns is his name. I'm gonna go with. Flat-bellied, pale rider. All right. And uh, Drew, you sticking with white? Oh, oh, yeah, my people. That's very, very white. As soon as you said doing anything to his penis to try to make said penis look bigger, instantly white. All right. Just, you know, instantly. Check check the chat room. White man trying to get that German chocolate. Oh. (laughs) One who eats cheese and drinks box of wine, white. Nickname his deep dick the gas chamber because it's slaying them hoes out there. (laughs) <laughs> Hitler's relative. White. Too much chili on their wiener. Schnitzel white. <laughs> white. An Asian, an Asian egg roll roller. White. White man try to pump his peen up like LA gears. Lonely is the dick with a nine pound white. Uh, I, actually, I'm with Hustle Crow Asian. Sauerkraut white weapon. Ron Jeremy got nothing on me white. The correct answer is white. <laughs> Super crowd. And a couple people missed it. <laughs> All right, and uh that's him. Is it the bag- <laughs> that the baggy carries his penis in? <laughs> <laughs> That's him taking the train. There's another one. Um, I think it is. That's the worst. Uh, this this oh. one, this is him at some type of festival or something. <gasps> oh, what's happening there? That looked like a, a big-ass nose on the creature. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Wow. So that's what it looks like? I don't that's- know that it looks like that. I just think that's the carrying case in his... Oh Check. my goodness. When he's all the way out, like he's like, check this out. So oh. you definitely gotta jack that off with both hands. Like that's that's no one hands. hand swing. You gotta jack that off with like your hands. A... You need like right. no. You need an apparatus for that shit. Look <laughs> at him in the jeans. Oh my god. Yeah. Penis. He looks real happy too. <laughs> yeah. Why well, yeah, I hate when these people get this shit and they're just like, I'm so miserable. What like what a humble rag. <laughs> <laughs> so miserable with my nine yes. pound penis Sil- guy. Silicone was never meant to be there. It's oh, not what sorry. you think it's about. It's oh, it's wow. Not, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not always cracked up to be, guys. All yeah, right. I mean, if that's what you want to do, go mm-hmm. ahead, but then your penis, you know. Uh, mom of two married to eight men arrested over forging documents. Marrying 10 men since 1999 is somewhat of an achievement. Being married to eight at one time just sounds exhausting. Oh. A New York mom of two, Leana Berrientos, is facing up to four years in prison for falsifying records. That's all? Mm-hmm. Just to give you an idea of her willingness to say I do, she got married five times in 2002 alone. Oh, and nobody flagged this? The same social security number kept popping up? Two of her husbands have filed for divorce. Which makes you wonder, like, what What about the other eight? Yeah, only two? I mean, filed for divorce? We were never married, bitch! Huh? Five for divorce. We were never 
married. See how many? I mean, only one of those marriages can be legal, right? Right. So why, right. But I mean, which one? I'm getting, <laughs> I'm filing for divorce too. Okay, just to be sure it's <laughs> yeah. not. You. Just to be sure, I will. Uh, <laughs> I'm not the legal one. Is I mean, if you, one if you think about it, she probably married that first dude, and then she married everybody in the Wu Tang Clan. <laughs> the whole crew. That's how you get ten. All of them. Bronx District Attorney Office has been uh unsuccessful in locating all of Barry and Toe's ten husbands, but are accusing her of making false statements to help the men gain green card status in return for money. Oh, so mm-hmm. what they done got missing now? Yeah, of course. I mean they got the green card and I'm out, you know. Um and a source told the New York Post this is not u- unusual particularly in the Bronx. Mm. Typically what happens is they marry for citizenship and resident status. It will be a fly-by-night ceremony at some storefront church. Nothing fancy. They'll just donate $20 to the church to get married. She has pleaded not guilty. Guess the race of Liana Barrientos. They threw some shade at the Bronx there in their little... uh, It really was. (laughs) I can see if it was Staten Island and she was in the Poutine clan. Right. Uh And I thought I knew what this was, and now this this got me all messed up. Now, green card status, the Bronx, the New York. Claire K. Latina. Claire, I think she's a Hispanic. Okay. Mm. I'm going to say uh, a bust down Boricua. Right. <laughs> and, uh, Drew, you say you were Hispanic as well? Yeah. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. Of course, every one of her husbands lived in the same one bedroom apartment with her. <laughs> Latina, 10 oh, children, yeah. 10 husbands, 30 children, Latina. Wu-Tang bust down. Her husbands were named the RZA, the Jizza, the Old Dirty Bastard, Inspector Dad, Raekwon, Chef, You God, Ghostface Killer, and the M-E-T-H-O-D, man. Met Latina, Latina. I ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Reek and Cheegan. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Quesanera, uh, uh, gifts were not enough. Get all them blenders. Latina, black, back wetter than a squirt, bukkake scene, Latina, taco creator. <laughs> Muy Marita Luan Latina. The correct answer is she was a Latina woman. Clap. What's wrong? There we go. That yeah. looks like a stock photo too, right? It does, right? For real, for real, for like an insurance company or something, right? Black, like if it's like if you Google like Latino woman in trouble with the law, it would be yeah. like her photo <laughs> come up. Oh lord! Yeah, in this other picture, she looks so like a like sad. In this other picture, in there, oh yeah, man, she don't even have the right bra on. Oh, I know you can see her titty meets not good <laughs> hey man that's how you get married 10 10 times man to set, you gotta yeah. set them titty meats out ladies mm-hmm. oh about like uh last night when we went out to eat i don't know who was the latino or latin dude that was performing at this uh, club a, they said it was a colombian rapper oh. we went out with nick jew last night um, oh lord that we, sounds so wonderful i can't even say there, there was a lot of like n- no joke I'm underestimating by saying 200 people. Uh, it had to be more than that. Standing in line to get in this club. It was what? one in at night, and the line was still, like, over 200 people long. And, and it oh. never got below that number. Yeah, I have no idea. I think they have to stop serving alcohol at three. Three. 
But mm. like them Latino people wanted to dance. They had them tight clothes on. Yeah, was like, I it's think on. one lady flashed her coochie. She ain't mean to. Me mm-hmm. and Nick looked at each other like, oh, I don't think we meant to see that. Yeah, it was uh, it was deep up in there last night. Lots of talent. <laughs> Yeah, lots of tight clothes, and all I heard was five star chick playing because them mm-hmm. chicks is out there getting it. Um, a law professor who sent her anal B porn to her students now under investigation. Oh, um, oh, yeah. her personal <laughs> ones. Personal she, oh, did she made or? Well, uh, well, no, she didn't make it. Um, but she. Um, oh, was it her favorites? <laughs> She she accidentally sent a link to it in her email to her students. Oh. Her name was Lisa McElroy. She frequently uses TWEN to update assignments and such. And this was sent out Tuesday, March 31st with an erroneous link. The posting was for her first year legal methods writing class. It said lawschool.westlaw.com. Great article on writing briefs. Posted by Lisa McElroy, and then underneath it said, "I thought this article on a brief writing would be of interest to all of you." And then the link, <laughs> Pornhub dot com slash view underscore video php question mark view key equal one seven four nine six six five six five one. I gotta play the video. How many views does it got now? <laughs> uh, well, she canceled her afternoon class. Can you imagine? Course. Um, yeah, I, I do want to type it in and know, but now I don't know. Like, I, that's a lot to type in because you can't copy and paste it. Yeah, um, but that's what she did. That's a you know that was a control C move, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And she probably didn't pay any attention when they, when she posted that shit. Mm-hmm. She was just like, "What?" Um, Saturday, typing up my my brief for the students, watching anal bead porn. Come on, right? Could you imagine once it went through? She was like, "Oh shit." Oh, yeah. She canceled afternoon class. Mm. Did uh, she delete the post or can she delete the post? I don't um, think she can. Well, I don't think it's her. It's I don't think she her. could because it's an email and it's not like her post. Like, oh. it's not her actual. She just shared it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, damn. It ain't like Microsoft Office where you can recall shit. Yeah, that shit I never mean, works. That doesn't really. Yeah. Time. That might make you feel better, but that shit don't work. <laughs> <laughs> it just, no, because if they click on that a certain period of time, they can still see it. Yeah, someone took down the anal bead porn. I just tried to type it in and look. Um, seven, 1749665651. Now, why would you take it down? That's the best. Yeah. I was going to say, you think they want them ad clicks? Come yeah, on. Yeah, that's like the best advertising you can have for Pornhub. Um, yeah, unless I, I don't think I typed anything wrong. Slash view. Video, PHP, yeah, it's just that she took it down, or someone took it down. Um, anyway, so, um, uh, she ended up, um, um, getting in trouble or whatever. The link to the Pornhub video said, uh, it was called She Loves Her Anal Beads. <laughs> <laughs> it said, if you put it in the, in the Google, it'll come up. Let me see if it'll come up. Loves Her Anal Beads. <laughs> And it's all oh, in caps. That's a good one. Porn titles are the best. Wow, it's still up. It is still up. It's just not that. Oh, I must have typed it in wrong. I must have typed it in wrong because it looks like what I typed in. 13 minutes and 51 seconds of anal beads. That's like, a lot of action for some anal beads. Yeah. I'm looking at it now. Um, let's just say two minutes in, she's still jerking it. Like, really, lady? Let's get yeah. down to some anal bead business here. Right. <laughs> ah! 
I'm like, I don't got time for all this. I got right, things that's to why do. I like the fast forward button. You know, like, this is a bullshit. Maybe this is why they say women like porn different than men. Because, like, honestly, if I'm four minutes in and you're not fucking something, I'm like, all right, I'm out. It took too long. I don't know. She put the anal bees in about four minutes. Four mi- but I got four minutes of bullshit. Yeah. It's take- I don't think that she loves her anal bees. It's taking her a while to get them <laughs> She's lukewarm on anal beads. Yeah, I feel like she's not really committed to the anal bead gimmick. And then she used one of those, like, um, those giant uh, Hitachi vibrators for the... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, not worth getting fired over. No, uh, it's not. Me. <laughs> <laughs> like, if I get fired, I want my shit to be like... I want it to be worth it. Yeah, like, seven black dudes cuckold this dude's wife when people be like, I'm offended! Yeah. Ghetto okay. gaggers, no. Like that 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 is how I left CPK. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Beard cuckold. Like <laughs> good. I, beard cuckold. Mm-hmm. I, I deserve this one. Featuring Cornell West. <laughs> <laughs> and his lamb's wool boy. Yeah. Ruin his whole career. <laughs> um but yeah, uh um that's where it should have ended but um because people start calling the scandal b gate at her college oh yeah. the jokes yeah um uh, students jokes off mm-hmm. uh some cracked a few jokes about how she loves her anal beads and her blue book too but this began this being legal academia of course a mountain has to be made out of molehill dean of students kevin Oates sent the email to the students body shortly after her blooper there are students, as you may be aware, some students erroneously received an email this morning directing them to a TWEN post that included inappropriate material. We take this matter seriously and apologize for any upset that it may have caused. If you have any concerns about this, please feel free to contact me, Professor Coleman, Dean Dennis, or Dean Filler. Wow. Um, yep. See, I really, right now, honestly, I, I, I feel like I want to go spend $100 on anal beads and send them to this lady. Like, mm-hmm. just have them show up on her door. Right. Was I like? Would that be nice for her or mean? I can't even tell. <laughs> like, I don't know if she get it and start crying, or she get it and be like, "Oh, you understand?" Right? You, you get me. Professor McElroy was placed on leave pending investigation, uh, required by Section Nine of Drexel's sexual harassment and misconduct policy. One of the deans has taken over her teaching duties. Um, let's see. Drexel has been made aware of the. I'll oh, say that again, Leslie. I said that's who probably really sent the email, though. Mm-hmm. Whoever took over for her, she was like, "Let me get this bitch right, right. Here. now." Means now I'm in. Now I'm in charge of them classes. Finally, just a teacher assistant and shit. Yes, Drexel <laughs> has been made aware of the email that a professor sent to her class of law students that erroneously included a link to inappropriate material. University takes all matters of this nature seriously, investigates them in accordance with our standard policies and procedures. So they're investigating her. Um... Let's see. Uh, they don't believe she intended to harass anyone. Of course. But it doesn't matter. Anyway, guess the race. Um, Professor, what was her name? Uh, Lisa McElroy. I'm going to go with Legal Beetle Snow Bunny. All right. Drew? <laughs> I'm going to go with Bleached Asshole White. <laughs> <laughs> the chat room says Fantasia Divorce Announcement. Pink <laughs> Professor Pinky Black, the bees and her skin were the same color pearl. Uh how to get away with pegging white. Oh <laughs> she <laughs> she canceled afternoon classes, not out of shame, but to watch her cuckoo Lex Steel mar- video marathon white. That's why they call her Beady Bead. <laughs> white 
black one who took teaching sex ed to the next level white the correct answer is and you guys both got it right white (laughs) if you had a lineup of chicks that like guess who's into anal beads i'd pick her (laughs) (laughs) and of course some people got it wrong I do like yes. that those people were open-minded enough to think that black women would be in the anal beads. That's dope. Yeah, and she, she's not young either. She's got to be in her 40s or 50s. I mean, look, man, we need to stop stigmatizing porn. So what? She watched oh, some porn. Right. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Jesus. I don't care about that. I just thought she was white because of the the law part. Oh, no, no, no. I don't care about her race. I'm not even talking about race. Oh, oh yeah. No, and I ain't even judging her because of her age. It's just one of those things mm-hmm. where if I was to guess, I would guess somebody younger. Like I'm, it really. I'm, I'm bet- that's prime anal bead age, though. Right. Yeah. It really. Yeah. True. A lot of experience. Yeah. You're like I done. I'm done so much. I'm ready for that now. Right. Let's let's mix this shit up. Um. All right. Let's go to the bonus round here. Bonus round. Double the points and the race. Double the points and the race. That's right, it's the bonus round against the race where everything's worth double the points, double the race. So far, Leslie and Drew are three for three. And um, coming into the bonus round, we'll see if they get nervous. And the bonus round is actually brought to you by Bevel. That's right. Bevel is a shaving system designed to get help you get clearer, smoother skin uh, for black people, basically. I mean, you black, your hair all fucked up. Come on, man. Uh, Bevel is the first and only shaving system created for men with coarse curly hair. Um, you don't have to have a bumpy skin. That's what you believe because, you know, you have been conditioned by the white man's razors to believe that your skin is secondary. But you can in, in you can actually um you know take care of yourself. I love the skin that you're in, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can take care of Be yourself. Free like the women in your life. Mm-hmm. And have smooth skin um and very easily by getting bevel they have a shaving kit that you get that you get it's a starter kit um you get a safety razor shaving brush blades priming oil shaving cream and restoring balm all of it smells good it all feels so good against your skin it's all professional and stuff it's like that scene in color purple where silly shave mister but imagine not getting your throat slit like it's like that um and you know if you're scared of razors you've been using uh clippers or whatever um trust me it won't uh cut you it won't leave you with ingrown hairs um it won't leave you with any type of infection or anything on your neck like you know there's a lot of stuff that can go on with your skin and it makes you scared to like do it but trust me i'm using it it's great uh and it works and you know and i don't even shave all my face every day like a lot of people do a lot of you guys are out there shaving your face every day to go to work so that the white man won't shoot you when you get pulled over in your car and you're still having the funky bumps and all that stuff and it's irritating and you got to put all the stuff in your skin to dry it out it's it's not cool and it's not mm-hmm. it definitely doesn't feel good why not get something designed for you to help you feel better um so yeah go to getbevel.com and use code tbgwt and get 20% off of your first month at getbevel.com. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com. All right. Let's get to the bonus round here, guys. Um, let's see. How about... Mm, how about... 
this one a woman is accused of setting exes chesterfield township home on fire with kids still inside well damn Mm -hmm. yep you know how it is guys you have a bad breakup now you gotta kill them and their kids it happens i'm not mad what's wrong with the volume on this turn it up oh that's why i turned it off because uh it was fucking up hold on let me uh give me a second guys i'm gonna turn my volume back up um that one article that had oh, two that articles playing plan, at the same time right. from michelle obama all right here we go let me see well, tonight we're learning new information about what led a Macomb County woman to set fire to her ex-boyfriend's home with three children inside. It turns out this was all because of a Facebook post. Mara McDonald has been following this story, and she says that police told her the woman admitted doing it. Carmen, not only has she confessed to this, but after she set the trailer on fire, she stuck around. She wanted to watch it all burn. Oh, I need, I need a fire truck, like, right now. There's kids. What's going on? Uh, there's a fire underneath that trailer. Underneath? Okay. And, oh. and is everyone out? We're getting everyone out now. Okay. We have an infant. Please send help now. Not only was there a three-month-old inside here, but a two- and a four-year-old, along with three adults. You can see the scorch marks around the mobile home. Police say this woman, Kayla Zorn, was so angry at her ex-boyfriend, who was sleeping inside with his new girlfriend, she decided to torch the place, bringing gasoline and matches and spreading it around the base of the trailer and the two doors. I would say that the victims in this matter um, dodged a bullet. One of the women inside the mobile home, who was also mother to the three children inside, says Zorn became enraged when her former boyfriend changed his Facebook status to reveal his new relationship. Within 45 minutes of the change, Zorn attacked the mobile home. It appears as though she did know that the house was occupied by uh, the ex-boyfriend and other occupants within the house at the time, some of them being children. According to one of the women in the mobile home, that's very true. Zorn was a former friend of hers as well. Police tell us they found her a block away watching the fire. They knew who she was, too, because they'd been here before. I've heard screaming, and actually within like the last like month that I have lived here, there has been cops down here a lot. As we speak, Kayla Zorn is locked up at the Macomb County Jail. She's sitting on a half a million dollar bond. We are in Chesterfield Township, Mara McDonald, Local 4. All right, guys, guess the race of Kayla Zorn. This is tough. I'm going to go with White Rhonda from Empire. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Drew. Uh, I'm going to go with Trailer Minks White. Oh, wow. (laughs) You guys are on the same page here. Let's see the chat room. White as the trash outside the trailer. Girl, turn the channel five. Kayla done burned down the double wire, White. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook getting folk fucked up again, White uh i'm gonna go cheese lover because of the mobile home i did date a bad black chick to live in the mobile home back in the day hashtag white girls rock specific specifically rocks of meth (laughs) (laughs) white fury wiping out whole families in one swoop white black man kryptonite so everyone went white here's the thing guys everyone is correct it was white Mm -hmm. i'm volume on this there we go So you guys both went an unprecedented four for four first time on the show. Yes, you did. Oh, my gosh. Um, Now it's time to wrap it up with our very last segment, um, Sword Ratchetness. Mm -hmm. 
That's right, he's dead, guys. All right. Um, let's see what which one shall we read today? A suspect was arrested in a cold case involving a samurai sword death. It's happening in Holyoke, Massachusetts. Is this actually a news article or is this just this dude getting arrested? No bail for oh, a Holyoke go. man accused of a murder that took place almost seven years ago. 22 News was in court today as 22-year-old Ismael Rodriguez was arraigned on a murder charge after 44-year-old Umberto Brindis of Holyoke was killed in 2008. Brindis died from a stab wound in his Holyoke apartment on June 1st, 2008. Oh, that was quick. Yeah, um, that's all they deserve. You know, the sore ratchet people, so they should not get long articles um yeah so that dude got arrested um he killed somebody a long time ago it went cold and they still found him thank you for not giving up police people that get killed by swords deserve justice as well um True. here's another one a sword fight at in dubai hotel leaves four men hospitalized no word on if the rock and jason statham were involved uh a <laughs> accidental serious out there though Mm. (laughs) uh i mean you can jump three cars from building to building out there from what i learned that's what i learned from the documentary fast and furious (laughs) seven an accidental bathroom bump (laughs) led four men to cross swords at a dubai hotel a bladed (laughs) brawl that left all four combatants hospitalized wait wait well damn did they did they pee on each other or did they I don't Cross. know. Crossing swords. Maybe they all had sex with that woman from the Wu Tang Clan article. Maybe. Um, Maybe everybody got some of that. The brawl at a hotel at Alriga, um, section of the city began after one of the suspects smacked into another at a bathroom in a hotel. Maybe the swords <laughs> were out. Maybe they, oh no. Right. <laughs> you can't cross streams. It's like Ghostbusters. Shh. Dude with that nine pound dick, he'd be hitting everybody. Right. <laughs> I bet it's just like a trickle of pee comes out of that thing. It doesn't even work anymore. Probably, he has to have like a bib on his balls because right. he just dribbles out. There's no way he could actually create a stream. No right. way. Go get me the wheelbarrow. I got to pee. <laughs> One of the suspect's shoulders brushed with another. This led to an exchange of insults following by an argument and a major fight. Major General Khalil Abraham. Uh, Al Mansouri told the newspaper a security guard stumbled upon the ruckus and called in cops from Al Murakat police station, uh, Murakabat police station. All of the men were between ages 25 and 29. Two were Saudis and two others were United Arab Emirate immigrants. Wait, United Arab Emirate citizens. According to the college times, DJ college, uh, to the college times, sword and knives, were used in the rumble. Cops said one of the men was seriously injured and giving care at Rashid Hospital. There you go, guys. Um, first of all, this has been very fun. Thank you, Leslie, and yes, thank you, uh, Drew, for coming on the show. Thank, thank you. you. We enjoyed. Oh, thank you, guys. Really, um, I you know this this may sound crazy, but when we did first start uh, doing our podcast, we were like, well. You know, our long-term goal would be someday to be a guest on The Black Guy Who Tips. <laughs> Thank you for, for making dreams come true. Oh, Thank- man. Well, you know what? I say if you have small dreams, you always be happy because you can get some things accomplished, <laughs> knock them out of the box. You know, I'm dreaming about some Chinese at about 2 o'clock today. That's what I'm dreaming about. <laughs> 
um about them, them, uh, them thrones i know that, that's what y'all dream about you know, I, you know what i'm dreaming about daredevil because i'm like at, at episode yeah, y'all, 11 y'all been on the daredevil karen you watching it too i hadn't started watching it yet roger was up at 3 a.m i had to sleep because i had to go to work yeah. and do you, do you binge you do the whole like all of them at once i'm i'm on episode 11 out of 13 and <sighs> let me just tell you something i almost didn't make this show because <laughs> i was so sleepy from i like i'm basically been passing out lately because i've just watched until i'm like and i can't <sighs> I just fall asleep but i fucking love that show it's so good, it's good but it's good so so i mean i've been hearing really good things but it's great you know, i've been hearing good things stamp too. of approval it's great you don't even need to be a uh comic book fan to enjoy it um and you know depending on how these last two episodes end I'm willing to go out on a limb and say it's definitely the greatest comic book TV show of all time. So well, that's yeah. like and I've heard of girl from True Blood is in it too, right? Um, yeah, yeah, she's in it. Um, it it does a lot of good things. She's in it and she's like annoying, but in a good way. Like they, yeah, she's annoying, but in a good way. Like I find myself every couple of episodes being like, God, I kind of hate you, but I kind of like love her because she has the same um vigilance about justice that all the other characters have she just happens to be a chick so you're always like kind of like but you're good you're in so much more danger than everyone else like that's how you always feel because that's how society is you're like right you know women are so much more fragile than men and then it's like yeah, yeah. you know but meanwhile I, you know i do realize the irony of that because i'm saying that as another dude is trying to punch crime to death that's never gonna happen <laughs> so he's just you know technically he's just as fucking stupid Right. When it comes to like being an idealistic person, so um a fine dude is trying to punch people to death. Exactly, exactly. Sure. Oh my god, it's so good, guys. I'm not gonna spoil or ruin anything. Check it out. This is high praise from from uh from Rodimus Prime. I will, like I said, there's more and more reasons to start subscribing. I'm gonna tell you right now, guys. If you aren't hooked by the end of the second episode, the there's a fight at the end of the second episode that is probably one of the best choreographed american fights that i've ever seen where i'm just like like i don't know if they just ripped it off from the japanese movies that i love or what i don't care it was so good i was like i can't believe marvel just did that like i was ready to run around my house at like 4 a.m so (laughs) everybody go check that out was the capoeira dude in it um no oh man (laughs) no but um like my man daredevil does like capoeira style kicks and shit oh shit Yes, like he don't do the dancing part, but like he does some kicks where I'm like, only Eddie Gordo could have pulled that shit off. Like, mm-hmm. oh my god, what a great fucking show! Um, well, I wanted to also thank Karen for introducing me to the um, podcast fandom group. Um, I hadn't heard of it before, and she introduced it, me to it via Facebook, and it's been like a saving grace in my life because since I've been doing activism, that's all anybody ever wants to talk to me about. And it's so awesome having this robust space where we just get to just nerd the F out. And so thank you, Karen, right. for, for bringing that to my attention. You, I don't know how it missed me, but you, you're awesome. more than welcome. And I cannot tell you guys enough. I have nothing but praise for Nina and John and that crew, because so when I tell you, you will end up, just having a great time because yes, you know, people like things, some people don't like things, but it's a ongoing conversation. Anything television related, you'll hear shit you ain't never heard of before. Comic books, like it's a whole new world. And it's when I tell y'all it's a fun place to be. It is really, really fun. So if you haven't, please go do go check them out and join their page. 
Yeah. And they respect spoilers, so you don't have to worry about stuff like that yeah, either. I mean, do. it's just so well done, and it's really amazing. So. Yeah, Nina tagged me to a post that someone made in there, because I'm not in the group, but uh it was someone saying that, uh I think it was Sterling, and they were like, Sterling yeah, is right. I just heard nay, um, but I heard it in, Ro- in Terrence Howard's voice. And then someone's like, not just Terrence Howard, but Ter- Rod as Terrence Howard doing, <laughs> doing that name. And I was like, oh yeah, man, that was fun. Uh, but yeah, they're awesome, man. And, uh, like I said, make sure you check out Drew and, uh, make sure you check out Leslie down on Twitter. Please do. Leslie is at Leslie Mack. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew is at Very White Guy. Uh, they have the podcast together. It's at Interracial John, uh, J-A-W-N for all my Philly people. Um, at Ferguson R-E-S-P, uh, is the, um, uh, the, uh, is, is the Twitter for the FergusonResponse.org website. Uh, there's also a Ferguson Response podcast. Um, they, mm-hmm. they have FergusonResponse.tumblr. Like, just a lot of, a lot of stuff, man. So go check them out. I was listening to their show from yesterday, uh, the other day. We were talking about the whitest black people and stuff. And that was, that was <laughs> yeah, good. that list was funny. Yeah, that was pretty good, man. So make sure you guys go check all that stuff out. And, um, you know, support our sponsors. Shout out our production. Uh, get Bevel, um, and code TBGWT. And, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. So, um, until then, love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah.